Now it has. <laughs> yeah. Now that we're actually able to be heard. I did. Well, let not your heart be troubled. That'll be the last time we have any issues. <laughs> Hopefully. I am Morris. That is Travis Norman Aver. And this is To the Term Welcome presented by Blue Jay Productions. Right here on Full Term Wrestling on Facebook. We're also cross posting on the Squatter Network page. And we're also on our own personal Facebook page, To the Term Welcome. Go give us a like, give us a share. We'd greatly appreciate that. I uh, hope you were all well. Bye-bye me. Bye-bye. <laughs> Don't worry, you're still there. Okay. I mean, you're not there, but I'm you scared. are there. I mean, your head was cut off, so I had to fix it a little bit. But, uh, <sighs> all right. I do want to kick the show off with a bit of a somber note. Uh, Jimmy Ray passed away yesterday at the age of 39. Been battling a lot of health issues. He went through multiple amputations. Uh, really? McFoley had, had, had tweeted about it and things of that nature. Of if you don't know who Jimmy He's probably best known for his year at Ray Warner. He's there off and on quite a bit. I, I believe uh, Russell there as recently as 2018, maybe. Uh, so he's, and he was there as early as, I believe, 2003. Uh, kind of a ring of honor life for one of those guys that came and went, but always had a good relationship. Also spent 15 years in Impact uh, TNA at the time. And so we do, we just want to send our condolences to anyone that uh, anyone that is bothered by the passing of, of Jimmy Rave. Uh, unfortunately, what a horrible ending, but uh, at, least, at least he's certainly in a better place. Call it tough is an understatement. Uh, what a rough ending. Uh, but wrestling has a way of living forever, thank God. So Absolutely. We, so with that, uh, we do we want to just send our condolences and uh, we dedicate this episode to the memory of Jimmy Ray and we hope we, we hope we do him proud and raise some hell and have some fun and do all sorts of all sorts of good things. So sincerely, rest in peace, Jimmy Ray. All right. So, well, more somber news. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. We'll talk about it. But I hope you'll do well on this Tuesday. Uh, on this Tuesday, what is it now? It's December fourteenth. Tuesday, December fourteenth. In the cluster that is twenty twenty one. So great to be here. All right. Jeff Hardy was released by WWE uh, last Wednesday or Thursday. I can't recall. I believe it was Thursday. It was a day or two after we had our show. Uh, as we talked about, he had a rough weekend uh, at the last round of live shows that he was on. And was acting a little, a little erratic, a little strange. Not horrible, but a little erratic. Uh, he reportedly weird for Jeff Hardy standards. Let's put it that way. Right. 
offered to him by the WWE. Um, I want to start there. Um, naturally, we need to get into discussion of what this all means for his, his wrestling career going forward, but let's start there. Um, what do you make of that news? What do you make of have does that does that confirm a relapse to you? What do you make of all of it? So to touch on that, I almost have to go to the tweet and I wish I had thought to pull it before we started the show. But I actually saw it today of Matt tweeting out that or it, it might have it might have been a, a, a snippet of something he said to the meet to the public. But the reason that Jeff denied treatment is because he didn't think he needed it. And Matt believes that he was telling the truth that he doesn't need rehab and that maybe this was just something just a little. Maybe he did relapse, but it wasn't to the point where it was something serious or dire and that he's probably going to be okay after this. He does think that maybe WWE was a little bit too quick to act. The only thing I'll say to that is they kind of have the right at this point. Um, no offense to Jeff Hardy and no offense to Matt Hardy. Um, and whether it's fair or unfair, Jeff has a history. Jeff has a history with the company. And whether you as his brother feel that he maybe was cast aside a little too quickly and judged a little too quickly. Unfortunately, the only person that there is to blame for that is Jeff Hardy himself. Um, again, whether that's fair or unfair, we can all be the judge. The ultimate judge is Jeff Hardy for that one. Uh, whether or not he believes that or not, or whether WWE believes that or not. Unfortunately, they believed that it was time to cut their losses and get rid of him. Especially if he's refusing rehab. Um, and if it is true that he did refuse, refuse rehab, there is not much else they can really do. I mean, you could keep him on the roster and that's fine. But at the same time, and you know, we've said this at nauseum when it comes to the WWE and whether it's, you know, morally right to say it or not, they are a publicly traded company. They are viewed as such. By numerous sponsors, by numerous companies that partner with them, they have an image to uphold. And fair or unfair, they try to adhere to that image as closely as possible. And so even if they had kept Jeff Hardy on the books and it was a relapse and something worse happens from that, now they're on the hook for it. And again, whether that's fair or unfair, that's the risk that they had to take. They chose not to take it because they've seen this Jeff Hardy before. Again, was it a, a total relapse? I have no idea. I believe Matt. He's his brother. I, ch I choose to believe him. But they can't always be willing to take that risk. And so it sucks. I really do hope that Matt is right and he can come back from this and that it wasn't something that was totally crazy and that maybe he just had a minor little relapse and, you know, he'll be fine now. But 
that makes me feel better now that he's released that he's not going to fully relapse. Hopefully, but it, it kind of becomes a catch-22. You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. No. He's admitted to it on a pod on many podcasts. Maybe he had a Dwayne Haskins moment. Maybe he, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe he forgot what down it was or forgot it was the end of the game. He had a bad mental health night was like, I just can't do it right now. Because uh, in the past, he's had issues with burnout. Mm-hmm. And so, I just, I don't know. And the, the other thing to take into account is this isn't, it would be different if this was his first real issue with the company since he's been back. It's he's not. Had, he's had a few DUIs uh, that, frankly, I forgot. I would kind of forgotten about. And honestly, they turned one of them into a storyline. Yeah. So this, it's not like he's been back and they just decided, oh, well, you know, you're you're back off the wagon, so we're going to release you. It's more or less, okay, you had a couple strikes, you had the DUIs, we want to keep you on, but damn, man, you're, you're just, you're not making it easy on us. And they let him go. And so it, like, like I said, it's, it's hard, whether it's fair or unfair. Uh, Again, we're all going to have our opinions on that. 
but from a company standpoint, and I'm not, you know, trying to absolutely defend the WWE. Believe me, if you've watched this show, we vehemently critique them and criticize them on what they do on a daily basis. But for anybody that's completely outraged by this, and rightfully so, Jeff Hardy is a very loyal fan guy. He's um, he's definitely a fan favorite. That's where I was looking for. Um, it sucks. It, it definitely sucks, especially with the run that Jeff was on, because like I pointed out a couple times, we went to the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. I legitimately thought they were going to make Jeff Hardy U.S. champ, and if they had done that, the roof off Nationwide Arena would have needed replaced because it would have blew clean off. That's how incredible it was with Jeff Hardy in that match. <clears throat> what do you make of those rumors? I don't, I don't buy them myself. Let's talk about it. What do you make of those rumors that, uh, that Jeff was looking to get out of his contract and so maybe, maybe he did something to try to do that? I don't think Jeff is, is A, that vindictive, yeah. B, that conniving. I think he's had a good enough relationship with the company that if he wanted out, he would have gotten out. Um, plus, it wasn't like he was really being treated that unfairly. So I can't really see a motive for wanting to do that other than for him wanting to go to AEW to be with his brother. And granted, I'm sure that's what he ends up wanting to do. And he has talked about wanting to do that. But I also... I'm fairly certain he's not that stupid, and I'm going to use that as the as the way to describe it. To do that would be stupid because that not only sends a bad message to the WWE. To be honest, it sends a bad message to anybody else because if it ever came out that you did plan that, I don't care who is in this business. Nobody's going to look at you the same. No matter how much we say, sometimes that this business is morally bankrupt nobody's going to look at you the same, especially if you do it to the most quote unquote morally bankrupt company out there. You really think the morally, the morally correct company, as we've described AEW time and time again, is going to take you on after you've pulled something like that. I don't care who your brother is, who you think you are. And granted, I understand the the levity of the Hardy name, but yeah, I, I don't buy those rumors, and I would be very shocked if that was true because I don't think Jeff is that stupid. It does become, it does, it does become one of those things where it's, where it's like, well, you know, I don't, I don't think he would do that. I, I, anyway, I think he would. I think he would go to Vince and say, I, "I'm not happy," or you, know, "You guys are going younger and cost cutting anyway. Let's let's part ways, friends here, and you know, we can always come back down the line." I just don't see that. So, you know, I don't know. I, I truly don't know because this is a guy that, that kind of rides the wave. He rides, the, he rides on the, the edge of that lightning bolt, so to speak. And sometimes he does well, sometimes he doesn't. And I want to make it very clear, I'm a big fan of Jeff Hardy. And Jeff Hardy is arguably the greatest high flyer in he hasn't done for 
a short time, and this speaks to how great he is, he got hotter than John Cena when John Cena was full-time, prime, uh, and still fairly fresh, to be honest. I mean, 2009 wasn't that big of an overkill. I mean, to be honest, you know, whether you take value in it or not, I know we do. He's one of the select few guys that got that Undertaker treatment. That, that hasn't changed about you know, his, his kind of good standing with his peers. You know, Big E has, has said none of the great things since his release. There's been reports that Roman was more than okay and even maybe pushing for a match with him at the Royal Rumble this year. Uh, Jeff Hardy is an all-around good guy, so I think that's why we're all we're all scared what may have taken place or may have not taken place. We don't know as far as what happened in that live event. Right. Uh, so we obviously wish him the best as far as his sobriety goes. But let's let's talk about the other end of this coin. Okay. What does this mean for his future? Now I know the obvious. Well, he's going to go to AEW. Then I was and I'm fine with that. But I want a little more. Because I know this is going to sound hypocritical as hell coming from me. It's my favorite time. I know it is. Come on. But how many times do we see the, need to see the Hardy brothers have a run? I, I understand that that's hypocritical. I get that. I'm a nostalgia lover extraordinaire. <laughs> I'm not saying don't have a run. I'm saying that here's the problem with that. Once you have that run, even if it's six months, even if it's a year, and you turn job now to everybody and then what's supporting you doing here. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to WrestleMania 33. We had that electric moment. The New Day comes out and announces the attendance and, and things like that. And then all of a sudden, here's the Hardys and they win. And my goodness. Guess what? Here we are. But five years later. What did Jeff Hardy do back in the side Not saying it's been a bad run. Not even that. What did Matt Hardy do? Yeah. Not saying it's been a bad run. As, aside from the first year, or not even first year, the first two, three months of Matt Hardy, broken Matt Hardy in AEW, what realistically big moment has big money Matt really been in? Besides maybe the match with Christian? Look, the reality is this. There needs to be a way, essentially New Day style, have that in the back pocket for nostalgia. I'm not saying I don't ever want to see the Hardys team again. I don't want a six-month run and then it doesn't matter. Why can't they just tee off and on even if they win the belts? Why can't they do something meaningful? So we don't have those questions about a part-timer because they leave. We don't have that kind of what's the point because now you just get the job down. 
Cena shows up, win or lose, he's going out back to Hollywood. Taker shows up, win or lose, he's going back to Texas. Goldberg shows up, same thing, going back to Texas. There is no, there's no time for the decline. Matter of fact, it only rises up again come WrestleMania season. So, but when you're someone, because look what happened to the Dubby Boys when they came back to WWE. They had a nice big time pop, was relevant for a little while, and all of a sudden they're jobbing out to the end zone big cat, and all of a sudden they're breaking up out of nowhere randomly. Just a, just a frankly horrendous job by the way. And I'm not saying AEW would do the same thing, but at some point you will have a loss in the shuffle syndrome. Don't believe me? We all talk about Jungle Boy and, and, and McCarthy Hell's Luchasaurus is Potentially, this new generation Undertaker, whether that's right or wrong, they are lost in the shovel without work. Everyone, Christian, who's become Jungle Boy's mouthpiece. How about Christian Cage? Was the highlight of the uh, the Battle Royal era when they first started doing that Battle Royal? Won the Battle Royal. What has he done since? Yeah, he's been a part of Team Taz, but. After that, where is he? Uh, I don't know. He had his match with Kenny Omega. He won the Impact Championship. He, frankly, Christian Cage, in his return to AEW, has done more for Impact than he's done for AEW. And don't get me wrong, he didn't do much for Impact because <sighs> this is going to sound bad. <laughs> That's how we do things. But it's hard to care about impact. They're hard to find. They're hard to watch. They're hard to to, to seek out. Uh, you know, if you don't have uh, access TV or whatever it is, you know, you can pay a dollar a month to YouTube if you so desire. I haven't done that yet. When they get somebody there, if if Jeff Hardy pops up, I'll I'll buy. But I, that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see, fine, if you want to go to AEW and do a reunion with Matt, that's awesome. I'm not I'm not downplaying that. Like, Hardys versus Young Bucks on a big-time stage is cool as hell. That's that's cool. That's great. That's, that's wonderful. But I want... I think that WWE, and frankly, this entire industry, undersells what a big star Jeff Hardy is. <sighs> Frankly, and I know that no one likes to hear this praise, the only major person to get it once he lost his spot in WWE was Hulk Hogan. Because Hogan and Bischoff were the only ones that trusted him to go to the moon. That's the only that's the only two people that saw, man, this guy's good. Man, this guy's this guy's a top, top star. Because he is. When you and I know it's been over a decade. But when you outsell John Cena in merchandise at the height of John Cena's run, I'm not talking about right now where he's hardly around. I'm talking about the height of where John Cena is is creeping up like Waldo everywhere. Just, just all you got to do is look for him, and he's there. That tells you how over he was. And so to me, to me, and I'm the expert here. I don't defer to experts. I am the expert. <laughs> to me, 
That should. I'm not saying he should be the face of every company he ever stood wrestles for. But the fact that he's just relegated to a tag team nostalgia act that eventually it's not like he has one or two big matches and then they go away. They have one or two big matches and then they just start to job. Why? I'm not saying never lose, but I'm saying why does it constantly? Because what I'd like to see is this. Jeff Hardy in AEW, fine. Do the reunion with Matt. Hell, you guys can be the deletion family. I don't care which version you are. That's fine. Do your thing. Whatever. But then I'd like to see it possible where Jeff Hardy goes to Impact. Or Jeff Hardy wrestles in the NWA. Or Jeff Hardy wrestles in whatever Ring of Honor is going to be in the future. Because why can't you do both? Why can't you be a tag team on AEW and then go to another company and be the single star you deserve to be? But Because no offense, if you compare the two, it's... I'm not sure that Matt Hardy could draw flies to manure if you compare the two in drawing ability. Probably not. The only, because the reality is, the the truth is this, and I'm not knocking Matt Hardy. He's one of the, he's criminally underrated as far as his talent goes. But his ability to get over, he will forever be known as is deletion. Right? Fair? Yep. And people, and I'm not, I've, I, I can find some enjoyment in it even, so I'm not knocking it. But let's think about how ridiculous the deletion stuff is on its head. Let's stop playing for a second and go, well, it's cool. Well, it's sure it is. But it's ridiculous. And people say, well, so is The Undertaker. Yeah, that, but that gimmick was invented in 1990, a much different time. This gimmick was invented in what, 2014, 13, 15, something like that? Something like that. So, somewhere, you know, the impact destination America days. <laughs> well, even uh, even Jeff Hardy, like you look at uh, Willow, which I'm, I'm sad now because it looked like we were going to get a Willow appearance in WWE. Mm. Now we're not going to probably get that, which kind of sucks. But maybe we'll get it in AEW, which would be cool. Uh but, I mean, even that you could look at as a silly gimmick. Yeah. But it it was it was over. So, what do you... I, we, I've said what I want to see, which is Jeff Hardy everywhere. Yeah. You know, kind of... I, I want to see him kind of old school territory days. We're at... No, you know, kind of Abdul the Butcher. Don't sign a contract. Just go wherever... You know, sign a deal here, sign a deal there. I kind of want to see what they were trying to do at the be- like the end of their run in Impact, where it was the exploration of gold or whatever. Yeah. Or they even if they don't do exploration of gold, but like you just said, I would love to see him in everywhere, like AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor. I would love to see them come back to Ring of Honor because I do think Ring of Honor is going to survive. Yeah, um, and they could, and they could help be a pillar of that, this new version that we'll get, hopefully, in the first quarter of next year. Right. Uh, I would, you know, I would be okay with him in NWA. Why Why not try that for a one-off? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I don't see why that can't be done. I mean, if you're bringing in Mike Knox to be a big star, why can't we bring in Jeff Hardy to be a big star? Uh, MOW, uh, just there's tons of matches everywhere. So, do you want to see the Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy nostalgia show? Are you opposed to that? And then what? All right. So, we've said now what we think. 
what do you think happens? Not what we want to see. What do you think happens? I think we get the nostalgia show. I really do. Um, it may be a variation of the nostalgia show because I do think at some point Jeff is going to want to bring Willow to AEW because I legitimately think he wants to revive that one more time before his career is over just to see how it lands. And honestly, in AEW, it would probably get over a little bit more and they would be able to produce it a little bit better than Impact could. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you are probably going to get the Nostalgia Act old Hardy Boys at least once in the run. They may have a couple runs, maybe. Not necessarily runs, but at least iterations of the Hardy Boys. And I'm sure at least one of them is going to be the deletion era. But... For all intents and purposes, we're gonna get what we prob what we kind of got when they were in Impact. The Hardy Boys are back. Woo! Of course, they'll call them the Hardys because WWE owns the right to the Hardy Boys. Boys, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're gonna get, folks. Enjoy it while it lasts. Like I'm not gonna. I'm, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna hate it. But it's that I feel and have felt for a long time, and so did Columbus, Jeff Hardy can be used in much better ways. Yep. Much more prolific, headline-making ways. We'll see what happens. Any final thoughts on the Jeff Hardy situation before we move on to a little bit of schmack of down No, sir. All righty. Let's schmack of the downs. Let's talk of the schmack of the down. So, overall, Brock Lesnar... And I don't mean like his overall in the video game. I mean Brock Lesnar with overalls. Destroyed Sami Zayn and his nurses in front of Paul Heyman. As Paul Heyman wondered what he was watching, what he was smoking, what he was... Later on in the show... He said edible slime on TV. I was like, damn! We're getting ballsy today. Yeah, his his ECW flair is still in there. So, Le- Le- Lesnar destroyed Sami Zayn. They could have been Canadian brothers, <laughs> alpha males. Um, and then Lesnar later on the show hunted down Adam Pierce. Uh-huh. Uh, nice to see the Lesnar still uses a flip phone. A flip phone. A flip phone. No wonder you can't get a hold of him. <laughs> I, I popped so hard for that. I really did. Cause, cause I'm he, like, and through towards the end of it, I was like, he's going to break this thing. He's going to break this thing. Ah, he broke it. Yes. So, because no wonder you can't get a hold of him in Saskatchewan. That service will be horrible with a flip phone. Understandable. He doesn't really want to work. Like I said, he's like, I hope all the boosters fail. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Nope. Uh, I'll try it. I'll call me around mania season. We'll see. We'll see if we can schedule a time in my driveway. <laughs> That's where his landline is in his driveway. Yeah, his driveway is six miles long, according to Paul Heyman. Wow! So you have to schedule that time very, very particular if you're going to call him. Uh huh. His landline is in his driveway, six miles from his house. <laughs> it's a long driveway. It's a long, long driveway. So. Yes, sir. What are your thoughts on overall, Brock Lesnar? 
<laughs> down on the farm, Brock Lesnar destroying Sami Zayn mm. because even though he's wearing overalls these days, he's still the beast. He's just the farmer as well. I love it. I absolutely love this version of Brock Lesnar. Uh, and it, it's so funny because you got to give all the credit in the world to Brock Lesnar. In a in a weird twist of events, something no one thought they would ever see out of Brock Lesnar. And not only is he doing it, he's doing it very well. When nobody probably was giving him any sort of credit that he was going to be able to do it and pull it off. Like, yeah, we saw the boombox Brock and that was funny. But the, the comedic timing of Brock now at this point is spot on. And like, yeah, Heyman could probably be feeding him lines. We said that last week. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is feeding him lines. Brock still has to give the performance, though. Brock still has to say the lines. Brock still has to do the quote-unquote acting during these segments. And he's doing it very well. He's, he's still got to be that comedic guy to pull it off. And he's actually, he's actually pulling it off pretty damn well. So I, I love it. And I, I love how they're still kind of toying with that back and forth. Am I still the beast Brock Lesnar or am I just comedy Brock? Like, I like how he makes that switch. I love that. Yeah. Um, and even Heyman's playing into it. Like Heyman's providing that switch. And so, yeah, you, you still get the, the badass beast ass kicker that is Brock Lesnar, but you also get comedy Brock. And I, and I think it goes to show it's, it's another one of those things that prove the wrestling prime is later than the other sports related primes. Oh, absolutely. We have to remember that in so many facets that when Brock Lesnar had his OG two year full time run, and obviously struggled character-wise, especially without Heyman. We have to remember that it's a guy that probably, for lack of a better term, was dealing with, with, and I'm sure he wouldn't describe it this way, but clinically, probably a lot of social anxiety, uh, certainly a lot of of irritability, and not wanting to be around people. And if you're not comfortable for hours on end, you're not going to be comfortable when it's time to be comfortable. I mean, that's just the truth of it. You can play it up as much as you want to. Sometimes you do it well, sometimes you won't. But I, I, I think I think as much as he can enjoy his job, he is enjoying his job. And I think that shines through in the performances he's given. And I mean the ability to, to flip the switch from kind of goofy, hey, check out my moose, to... All of a sudden, he grabs Pierce, and you're like, oh. Pierce is going to die. Pierce is going to die. And and so I think I think it's you get a little older because people kind of forget in society as a whole. Who you are at, for, for example, people kind of go, well, Logan, you're 26-year-old. If you ain't got it figured out by now, you ain't going to get it figured out. Right? A lot of people do that. Yeah. That's a load of shit. That's an absolute crock. Who you are at 26 is not who you'll be at 36. 
It's not who you be at 46. It's not who you be at 56. Not who you be at 66, and and so on and so forth. It's an absolute crock that you can't get better at anything in life. I don't care whether it's a performance in wrestling. I don't care whether it's a job. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a family man. It's an absolute crock when when people, especially the older generation, go, well, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. And I'm not knocking the older generation. It's just a philosophy difference. It's an absolute crock. And what, what's my point? It, it's that we all, including me, probably you, McCarthy, we all thought, well, I mean, Lesnar's pretty much peaked as a, as a, as a promo guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it is what it is. What an absolute crock of shit that turned out to be. Because we were all still thinking of those horrible promos with John Laurinaitis with Raw starring Brock Lesnar. <laughs> oh, God. But you put another decade on it. Yeah. And what, Lesnar's 43 now? Something like that, yeah. And he is hitting his uh, hitting a stride that he hasn't hit promo-wise. And it just goes to show, and and I'm that if you don't think you'll never be good at something, well, number one, you, you if you think that way, it's going to be true. Yeah. Number two, don't sell yourself short. Don't give up on yourself. And I'm not saying the lessons worked hard. Maybe he's just stumbled into it. I don't know. But it just proves that just because that's. It's it's the old Jake Roberts line I love to use because Jake Roberts one of his slogans is my history is not my destiny, and that is so true. And I I know that I'm going philosophical on something that's not really philosophical, <laughs> but my point is, is that look at Brock Lesnar at 43 years old cutting the best promos he's ever cut. Some of the best promos on the roster, like they're not long winded Ric Flair promos, but they but don't have short to be and effective. They're yeah, short, they get to, they get the job done. Like it's. I, for some reason, I feel like the business itself, and this goes mostly to the young guys, they almost feel like they have to give these long-winded promos to get their point across. This is a perfect example that you don't. This is a perfect example of short and sweet can get it done. It's never been, and I, I'm sure a lot of old-timer wrestlers will say this and have said this at nauseum. It's not about how long you say it. It's not about how long you go on a tirade. It's what you're saying, how you say it, and how much you can put into what you're selling. They are essentially selling a product. It's putting in the time and the effort, which Brock clearly is. And I, you, you asked, you said you're not sure if he's really like putting in the work. I believe he is. I really do. Because you, like you said, you can tell. You can tell he's having fun for the first time in a long time of seeing Brock Lesnar in ring. I'm seeing Brock Lesnar have fun. Well, and I, I think he was having fun during the boom Brock Brock thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I think, he was having but fun I mean there. that that's still recent. That's like what? Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. I think it's something in the last two, three years in this last run or two is, is really flipped. Cause you know, the stuff with our truth, uh, you know, when he went not scared. Can I be honest? I think it's because they're actually changing it up. Like, maybe look at the first, like, what, two, three years that he was back 
It was the old Brock Lesnar stuff, which is fine. But every single time he would come back, it was the same damn shtick. Every single time. Comes back, conquers the champion, move on. That's it. Now, in these last couple years, like Boom Brock, now we're adding a little bit of flavor to it. Now we're adding some spice to it. A little spice. Now we're adding some elements to it that Brock can actually get involved in. Because, And the other thing, too, is before it was Paul comes out, cuts his thing, Brock just freaking stands there. Like, of course he's having fun. He gets to actually do shit. But we were on the assumption he didn't want to do it. I know. That's what we all believed. And that's probably what Vince believed. <laughs> you know, we could have done this way sooner if you just told me. The you whole, just told me that you actually like things. Because people actually, people tend to forget. The only disappointment ever back with the company is because after the infamous John Laurinaitis Raw starring Brock Lesnar promo that went on way too long and just sucked ass, yeah. Lesnar knew it sucked. And he went back to Vince and Gorilla and said, go get Paul. I'm not cutting any more promos. Yeah. He said, I'm not cutting anymore. So, of course, he probably figured, <laughs> like, well, I didn't know you had grown to it. All right, pal, damn. Just, okay. You got to communicate, damn it. Quit throwing, quit throwing belts at me. We can figure this thing out. <laughs> so, I, I love this Brock Lesnar, but it's weird. I don't want this to be the last Brock Lesnar because there's no, a part. There's, I don't think it will be. There's a part of me that still misses the Paul Heyman <laughs> standing there and the Conqueror and saying the name like with the veracity that only he can say it with. It was kind of fun to watch. Even Brock go, "All right, we're back." Yeah, it's <laughs> like he was getting amped into it, doing the jump. I was like, "Yes." There is. There's a. There's a part of me that just goes, "Time to come home, Paul. Come home." Come home, Dad. Come home. Uh, come home. What are your going in day one? And of course, we'll make predictions. Official, we'll make predictions next week as it'll be our last show of the year. We're taking a little breather, a little sabbatical, a little sabbatical. But we'll be right back here on January twenty fifth. And we got a special show on that day. We do. We'll, we'll get into it next week. Okay. All right. All right. Tease them a little bit more. Tease Got to tease him to please him. All righty. Hey, pal. <laughs> That's what uh, Reggie's trying to do with Dana Brooke. <laughs> little hot chocolate, pal. A little, cr- little cringe, a little cringe, but. No, I was like, oh, you saw me get all excited. I was like, oh, here we go. Oh, Maybe you want to take her out for a little hot chocolate, pal. Uh, you know, Linda and I used to do that back in the day. <laughs> A little hot chocolate this time of year. Oh, God. And then maybe she can call you her little hot chocolate. <laughs> you know, you know, because. Well, you know, pal. Yeah. So. What are you? What do you? What? Are, what chance do you give? <clears throat> Brock Lesnar at day one. Do you think there's a chance he wins the belt at day one? I will give it a 65% chance. So better than half. Better than half. More likely than not. Better than half, but not. Th- I'm not. I can't go the full 75. 
So I got to go in between. All right. I, I, it's more than half, but I, I, I'm, I'm almost there to 75, but I can't quite get there. Okay. So we'll, we'll see how this all turns out. Uh, you'll have to think on that throughout the week as we make predictions next week. Uh-huh. Uh, next week, we'll, we will tell you our wrestler of the year for both companies and then overall. We'll tell you who our breakout star is of the year. We'll tell you our worst moment of the year. We'll tell you. Is this, the, is this the Bucky's episode? Yeah, we can kind of call it that. <laughs> oh, I, I'll do more than call it that. Go ahead. I'll, I'll get plenty of things ready. All right, buddy. Bucky, the Bucky Awards. Little buckles. A little, little, little tiny buckles. Little tiny buckles. <laughs> My knees are buckled. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when I get all excited. My knees are bleeping buckled. All righty. <laughs> So you think Brock's got a good shot? Yeah, I do. Is there an image of uh, of Adam Pierce that you'd like to show on the screen? I wish I had. I forgot to put it into OBS. Um, see, you're a sad, sad man. I'll I'll put it in. Go I'll, ahead. I'll save it for later. All right, all right, all right. So for now, let's talk. Tony Storm defeated uh, SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. Okay. What do you think of this feud? We're not really going to talk match. What do you think of this feud? Like. Uh, I like the feud. It's being. I like the idea of it. I think it's being worked in a ba- worked in a bad way. Yeah, I would agree. It's a good feud. Two great competitors. Great storyline. Two gorgeous women. Very fair. But they. Oh yeah, pal. <laughs> I'm trying to think what I can really compare it to, because it it. There's a lot of storylines they've done like this lately where it just feels forced. Like it's a good storyline, but it just feels like they just pluck Tony Storm out of the air and say, here, go play, go play with Charlotte Flair. Go have fun. And then, yeah, they're going to do great. They are doing pretty good. Uh, the match is going to be a banger. Yeah. So but like it's the like real pay-per-view match, I mean. And I'll, I'll kind of get into this um, when we start talking Raw. Why am I supposed to care? Why am I supposed to care about Tony Storm? Because she had a pie thrown in her face, two pies thrown in her face. Okay, you kind of got me there. Why am I supposed to care, though? Just because she got embarrassed? Now I want to see her kick Charlotte Flair's ass? Yeah, I want to see someone kick her ass, but... Why Tony Storm? I think they should share a nice pumpkin pie. Uh, Put a on it. Don't know if I have an opinion on that one. <sighs> what do you think of pumpkin pie? Oh, I think pumpkin pie is a pumpkin pie. Guy. Absolutely. You like pumpkin pie? <laughs> yeah. Do you warm it up or how's that go for you? Yeah, sometimes. Not always. It's good either way. You put whipped cream on it, or yeah, yeah, maybe a little ice cream. Mm, I'm not usually an ice cream with pie guy. I see. I put a little, you know, put a little vanilla on there. Yeah, sometimes, like sometimes just I'll little, do that, but I'm just, just it just, just depends. Gets a little melty, <laughs> a little olive <a> mood. <laughs> <sighs> okie dokie. Uh, Artichokey. 
Alright, choke, 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 choke on the pumpkin pie. Uh, <laughs> Don't choke on the pumpkin pie, Jesus. So, are you looking forward to this match? Like this real match? Yes. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to the match, but the feud just doesn't do a damn thing for me. Like I said, because we, like we don't care, we're just booking it over pie. That's essentially like it. And by the way, that isn't even pie. It just looks like a bunch of whipped cream on a plate. Where's the pie? Like, okay, so let's take the other feud for example: Becky versus Liv. Yeah, I care more in that one than I do in this one mm-hmm. because they added some realism to it. Whether it's true or not, because we kind of touched on, you know, yeah, your, fr- your the big paycheck really had nothing to do with your friends getting released, okay? But it's a nice little nugget. But it's a nice little touch and a little nugget and something you can grab onto to go, yeah, her contract did send her friends away. There's nothing like that in this story. What do you like with your nuggets? Usually like honey mustard. You little honey mustard? I'm a ranch guy. I like ranch I'm too, ranch but like guy. it depends where I'm going. Because sometimes some like some places with the ranch packets like I like McDonald's ranch. Uh, sometimes I do, but sometimes I don't. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a McDonald's ranch guy. I wish I could buy like twenty of those, twenty five packets. Just there it is. Put it in a big bottle. Ding. All right. Any final thoughts on Charlotte and Tony? I I probably cut you off a little bit. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Uh, the only thing I'll say is really they have time to make this a good storyline. Not saying it's a bad storyline. There have been far worse. But in the next couple weeks, they've really got to find a way to make me care about Tony Storm. Because we already all hate Charlotte Flair, at least from a character standpoint. It's not hard to do. She makes it very easy. Well, I love her. (laughs) You would. Well, well, you already knew that about me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the the trick is going to be getting us to want to see Tony Storm beat Charlotte Flair. Final question on this: How okay. long does this feud go? Do they have a match at day one and then Rumble, or I think they ha- I think they have a match at day one. I th- part of me says that it ends there because she already lost this or like one. Via disqualification, mm-hmm. so it's like, do you really have her win again via disqualification? Do you have Charlotte Flair somehow win clean? Like, where do you go from here? Because I would almost think you have Tony win at this point because she lost or technically lost mm-hmm. the first time because of disqualification, but. It's WWE, so I never know. I, I think your idea is probably the the best thing for them to do. Whether or not they actually do it remains to be seen. Where they have the match of day one and then move on to the Rumble. I think that's the legitimate way to do it. I think The question you, is how you get there. I think you have, I don't care who, I think, honest to God, you have Tony Storm beat Charlotte day one, and then Charlotte be out for vengeance and try to, you know, you know, have an extreme rules match or something at the Rumble. Or still cage or something. I'm good with that. That's just my thought. Uh, any thoughts on New Day defeating the Raw Tag Team Champions RK Bro? 
uh, and the Usos. I thought this was stupid that we named this like the best tag team in WWE. Why? It's not even the last show before the year. Why are we doing this now? Yeah. And why did we pull a team off of Raw for a random ass match on SmackDown? Like, there's a whole month for this kind of stupidity. It's called Survivor Series, right? Like we we literally just did this. We had RK Pro in the Usos, and now we're throwing the New Day in there because yeah, I agree. I don't understand. Like, if you did it during Survivor Series, I'd kind of get it. Or even if you did it on the last SmackDown before the end of the year. Like, okay, I get it. Because usually they save some of those shows for, like, you know, looking back on the year. And who was the best tag team? Is it time to end the brand split? (sighs) If they keep releasing people, it will be. (laughs) Oh, they're going to keep releasing people. If they have another crop, then yeah. All right. Zia Lee made her official SmackDown debut. Sweet. What'd you think? I thought it was awesome. I really did. I love the graphics and everything they did with it. I thought they made it look cool. Pat McAfee was losing his mind because it, it did. It looked very, very cool. I got kind of pumped watching it. Um, What are your expectations for on the main roster? Not much, unfortunately. She'll have a really cool look, and that's about it. It's hard to think otherwise. They they make it increasingly hard to think otherwise because they do this all the time to people. They make them look good. They give them the vignettes. They bring them out in a star-studded debut, give them a couple matches to start out, and then... Nothing. I'd like to see. And the sad thing is, they're sticking her with Naomi, who they don't give a damn about. I know she's in this kind of high profile feud with Sonya. If it actually goes anywhere, they don't give a damn about Naomi. I would like. I don't even give a damn about Naomi at this point. I'd like to see Zaylee versus Oscar. Ah, dude, I would love to see that. I'd love to see that. I don't know where Oscar is. She's employed, but where is she? Supposedly injured still. So, but man, it's been a it's been a long time. Speaking of where the hell's Bailey? I mean, it said it was gonna be like nine months. She she tore her ACL? Yeah. Yeah, it is gonna be a little while. Yeah. It? So I mean because she's tore it like at the middle of the year? Yeah. It was like June, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a little bit. Yeah, it's gonna be I would say I would it's gonna be at least March, isn't it? I, I'd, say, I'd say look out for Mania. I wouldn't be surprised. By April? Yeah, Yeah, I would say Mania. May, like, and that's, a, that's a maybe, but... Do they do a women's battle royal at Mania? Some Did, years. Sometimes. Maybe. Could see her in that, maybe. You know, maybe she can aggravate Hulk Hogan again next year. We'll see. <laughs> uh, you know what the sad thing is? This is kind of off topic and on a tangent. I want to see her come back as Bailey Bailey. The... the Inflatable buddies. And- yeah. Because aside from Liv Morgan, and no disrespect to Liv Morgan, if they don't have plans for that to go anywhere, they need a baby face. That's fair. SmackDown doesn't really need baby faces. They got a few. Mm-hmm. Raw needs baby faces. That's that's fair. All right. Uh, anything else you want to discuss from SmackDown before we take a breather and bring McCarthy in? No, we better bring him in before he throws a fit. All right. <sighs> 
And puts us in timeout. Cantankerous old curmudgeon. Yeah. With that, we're going to take a breather. We're going to plug a little merch. When we come back, we'll uh, we'll have McCarthy, and we're going to get his thoughts on the Jeff Hardy situation. Oh, boy. Uh, Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com Once again, BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good. Ta-da! We told you he'd be here, ladies. That's right. They're leaning back in their chair right now. Oh, yeah. But welcome back to the Turnbuckle, presented by Bruiser Nation Productions, right here on Hill Turn Wrestling. If you need any audio or uh, PSA info, wedding photos, anything like that, content creation of any kind, go to BruiserNationProductions.com, and Mr. McCarthy will get you taken care of. Prices are all right there. And any kind of content creation you need, uh, it doesn't matter whether it's storyboarding or editing, uh, it doesn't matter. If you got a wedding, if you got a get together, there's nothing that Jason McCarthy can't help you with. Hell, he can do your wedding. He's an ordained minister. So go to BruiserNationProductions.com today for anything that you may need taken care of. What well, any sort of production, he can help you out with it. BruiserNationProductions.com. Check him out today. I guarantee he's going to do a bang up job for you. Nice plug, buddy. All right. Okay. We got to get your thoughts, Mr. McCarthy. Okay. On the Jeff Hardy situation. He was released by WWE. He reported refused rehab. What do you make of that? And then where do you want to see him end up? What What do you think happens? What's his wrestling future hold? There's a lot to unpack there. So you have the floor. I mean, where I want to see him end up, I mean, that's the easy question answer. Easy question to answer. It would be AEW so he can team back up with Matt. 
I mean, that was when they had most of their success. Yes, Jeff was more successful as a singles wrestler after, you know, V1 Matt Hardy fizzles out, fizzled out. So that's the easy answer. AEW with his brother. Um, the hard answer is, I hope he's all right, man. Like, you turn down rehab, it's usually a problem. But I don't know. Jeff Hardy's been down this road before. I don't want to say he knows what he's doing, but he's been right down this road before. I just hope he's all right. I hope he makes it through this and gets back in the ring eventually. No rush. Take your time. Six months, a year. Fine. Figure out your stuff. Take care of yourself, your health, and your family. And will we all be here cheering incredibly loudly when you do return? Because dear God, before he got released, he was 100% just as over as he was when he was swantoning off of ladders. He, he was. Um, I actually, I told uh, Napper this. I'm okay with the AEW thing and, and Matt Hardy. And look, I I know this is hypocritical coming from me. But my thing is this. I want to see him have a deal where he can go there and go everywhere else. Because once, once the nostalgia wears off, because like I told Napper, it's not Undertaker, it's not Goldberg, it's not Cena. They're not around long enough for it to wear off. But once it wears off, then, you know, you're kind of, you're kind of screwed because then you start jobbing out and things like that. I want to see Jeff Hardy have that, you know, AEW kind of reunion with Matt, but I'd also like to see a deal where you can go to Impact or NWA or Ring of Honor when they come back or MOW and cash in on the single star that frankly he was and can still be. I, I just, because once you get past that nostalgia, whether it's six months, a year, at some point you start jobbing out and then it's like, well, this was fun. Because uh, the proof's in the pudding. WrestleMania 33, we had one of the biggest iconic moments in recent WrestleMania history where they return and win the titles. And my, I mean, everybody just, look, we, uh, we were popping, man. We were popping like, like a grease fire. But now here we are. And what did it really mean? It's a cool moment to look back on, but it felt like that Jeff Hardy and frankly Matt to some extent was never fully cashed in on. So I would prefer a deal where he's able to kind of float, do the thing in AEW, but then be available for Impact, Ring of Honor, NWA, and be a single star elsewhere because there's there's a, there's enough there to work with. There's still enough in the tank. And there's still certainly a desire, as we have found out in recent months. What do you think of that? Uh, or do you think he should just stick to the, the kind of the tag team act for now? I wouldn't mind that. I think he should just come back as a tag team at first. But, I mean, that's the beautiful part of AEW. You can do those things. You can wrestle for whoever you want to, as long as it's not affecting storylines. And, honestly, there you just leave for a week and it doesn't affect storylines. It seems in AEW people are doing shows all the time and maybe not even leave before John Moxley left. He was doing, you know, hardcore death matches on the weekends. That's that's, and that's another reason why I think AEW would be a, a good place for him because he can go to Japan. He can go other places and really show everyone how good he is and be a single star and then pop into AEW with Matt Hardy. 
he can get the best of both worlds, the single action with New Japan, Impact, Ring of Honor if it comes back and when it comes back, and then tag team with his brother on AEW television. So uh, before we move on, and I, I I mistakenly didn't put it in the rundown, but but this is the best source to go to. What's the update on Chris Jericho? How is he doing? Is he okay? What's going on? Uh, the update is he's all right. He has been advised not to sing, so I don't know what that's about. I guess he did like a super interactive like concert the other night in the UK where like they had their songs playing through the sound system from their new album that's coming out in april i believe and then they did a live performance of uh judas and sane i think sane was the other song and the crowd was the lead singer so he made the shows happen so i guess he's all right he's back on stage but he's been advised not to sing so i don't know if he got like strep throat or something or what because they're still not saying it's still non-covid related but they're still not telling us and it's none of our business what exactly went wrong. We just want to know that he's okay. All right. Well, okay. Uh, we, we just hope he's all right and uh, able to get back on uh, on stage and back in the ring here real, real soon. Uh, so uh, it was concerning to see him have trouble. Do you think this delays his, his, his in-ring return with AEW? I doubt it. That dude's a machine. It's so ridiculous. He does way too. I don't think it'll play anything because I mean they just canceled the con the the sat because he went in Saturday night I believe, and they just canceled that with everybody's money. So it's not they added to the tour or anything. I don't think it'll hold back his return whenever his tour is over, which I don't know because he's in the UK. All right. Well, we get an update on on Chris Jericho now. Let's. Let's touch a little bit on NXT before we do AEW. Um, Vaughn Wagner defeated Kyle O'Reilly in the steel cage match. Uh, do you think that was it for Kyle O'Reilly in NXT? I'll start with you, Mr. McCarthy. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think he's done. I don't know. Do I don't know if his friends in AEW. I don't know if he's going to take a nice little vacation and then decide where he goes. Hell, he might go to Japan. For all we know, a lot of those, a lot of them love Japan, and I don't blame them. So, but I think for now he's done in WWE. Now, could he come back to WWE in a few months? Sure, but because I don't think he left on bad terms. I don't think WWE took it personally that he didn't. Because the key thing here is, just like with Adam Cole, just like with Daniel Bryan, and just like Johnny Gargano was doing. They completed their contract, worked all their dates, extended their stuff so they could finish storylines. So I don't think there's any bad blood between anybody. Maybe he just wants a vacation. Well, let's talk about Johnny Gargano. Uh, but first, let's get Mr. Napper's thoughts, Kyle Riley. Is that, was that it for him in NXT? Or Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, and, you know, to touch on the actual match for a second, if that was his last match, first off, it was a pretty good match. Uh, secondly, thank God, finally, we get the Von Wagner we need to see. That's the beauty of this part is now we get the Von Wagner we needed and that Von Wagner needs to be. So thank you, Kyle O'Reilly. 
for giving us that because I don't think it happens without him. So I'm excited for that. And I think that finally we saw the version of Von Wagner that hopefully propels him to a pretty good standing in NXT. But yeah, I think this is it for Kyle O'Reilly. And I think, like Jason said, who knows if this is going to be his last time in NXT, period. Or if he's just taking a little time off, deciding what he wants to do. I could see him definitely going to AEW. I, um, at some point, I could probably see all of Undisputed Era going there. But for now, he didn't have to do anything right off the cuff. They did it the right way, like Jason said. He's not in any bad standing with the company. I, I still am a little bit shocked by the, the Undisputed Era chop and then the crotch chops at War Games, but... I don't think he left on bad terms and you know, that's always a good thing to see in wrestling because it's not always the case as we've seen a lot of people ask for their releases. Mm -hmm. So it's weird that you're seeing this mostly out of the NXT crop that are going about it, quote unquote, the right way being considerate with the way that they went out and kind of taking the high road out instead of, you know, immediately wanting out. It's kind of weird how that dynamic is between the main roster and NXT to where they do put so much into giving actually back to the company before they leave. That's probably because they have such an affinity for the brand NXT. They don't want to, they want to give as much as they can to, and that's a credit to Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Uh, you got to give him a lot of credit for that. All right. Grayson Waller brutalized Johnny Wrestling as he delivered a heartfelt message that felt like a kind of a goodbye or a see you later. Or, you know, it was, it was heartfelt. It was real. I didn't think they'd run an angle. I did not think they'd run an angle. I didn't either. And with I, as, with as real as I felt, that, that gave me Daniel Bryan retirement vibes. Um, and I think they'd run an angle, and so now I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I think he's gone for now, but my question is this, and I'll, I'll start with you, Napper, on this. Is is it possible, or, or or do you think his next wrestling venture is back in the next two to continue that feud after some time off? Yes. So you Only, don't think he's going to AEW? Not yet. I do think eventually he will. But not yet. Um, because there's a couple things playing into this. And it doesn't it it hasn't ever really mattered before. But the fact that Candace is still in WWE will probably still be in WWE for a quote unquote long time. A because her contract doesn't expire until at least next year, and B, it's probably gonna get extended time because she's been out of out of work because of being pregnant for a while. So her contract has been frozen. So she's probably going to get added time onto her contract. Yeah. Don't fornicate my company, pal. (laughs) So I could see him at least coming back to finish the feud beyond that. I think that's when you start to wonder if he's going to be gone for good. And it, it honestly could be one of those things where he just signs a couple months deal. No, like, you know, up till the due date of their child, mm-hmm. and then says after that, 
Sayonara. Like I'll I'll do the deed. I'll finish the finish the feud, and then I'm out. All right, uh, McCarthy. What do you think? Because I think he's going to take a little time. But I wonder if this isn't more of a more of a I'll be back in just a little bit kind of thing. Do you think his next venture is an AEW? Is this a planned time off just for a mental a kind of a mental reprieve? I know he's not officially under contract anymore. That's why he is, he's got his Twitch back and and uh, pro wrestling tees. But is it? Pretty much a handshake agreement that he'll be back. What do you think? Uh, I, I thought he was gone for sure. But after running that angle, I wonder if it's not not like, give us a call when you're ready and we'll do this angle. I think that might be the case, at least on WWE's side. Like, hey, we get it. You know, Candace is about to have a kid. You want to be around your newborn child. We get it. So let's run this angle. If you decide to come back, the door is always open. I don't know if that's an option for him. He very well may stay at home with his newborn child until Candace can finish her contract and they decide together. Where so you think it's, it's uh, you think it's going to be a while before we see Johnny Gargano in the wrestling ring period, WWE or AEW? I think so. I think out of all of the people that have left, you know, him and Kyle O'Reilly, I I think he, he's going to be the longest holdout because he's. I don't know Johnny, but he does seem to be very family oriented. Mm-hmm. And Candice has a contract that she needs to finish. She's been off forever. Quite sure, as happy as she is to be having a child, that she is going insane. So she's going to want to get back to work as possible. The easiest way to do that with Johnny Gargano not under contract right now is to have Johnny Gargano stay home with the with the newborn, like Candace got her contract, and then go from there. If she's still happy where she is and she extends her contract, maybe that brings Johnny Gargano back to the fold. Then again, maybe they want to go to Ada. Or maybe Johnny is done. You haven't heard him come out and say a lot. Like he may be gone for a while. Well, tough to know. Uh, any final thoughts on NXT before we move it on to AEW, boys? What did you guys think of Riddle being the shaman? Uh, <laughs> it's weird. I I think that um. <laughs> I like it's it's goofy, it's funny, but I'm starting to wonder if we're not going to get overexposed to Riddle's annex. All of a sudden, he's on all three brands. Yeah, does that make any sense to you, McCarthy? What do you think? Yeah, I think they are on a slippery slope right now. To Riddle, they, he's entertaining as hell, but damn, so much only goes so far. You think they need to stop taking him to other brands and leave him on Raw where? his antics have gotten over because of who he's with. Yeah. Like his his antics alone, random in the back, they didn't really click when he started teaming with Randy Orton and the way the chemistry they had, not only in the ring, but as a tag team, but in the back with their skits and promos and segments has gotten little over the top out. Randy and his reactions the way Riddle is, I don't think this would have gotten as over as it did. So they need to like 
pump the brakes a little bit and just let Riddle and Randy be Riddle and Randy. Come on, Randy. Riddle and Randy. That could be that could be Peacock's ex sitcom down the line. Riddle, Riddle, Riddle and Randy. Riddle and Randy. Yes, I like it. Uh, I, I backwards like ours Look. is the logo. Call me Peacock. I got you covered. Yeah. Again, check out BridgeNationProductions.com. Uh, before we move on to AW Dynamite, I do want to take a moment to remind you we are cross platforming on Scroll on Air. And our own personal Facebook page. So give us a like, give us a share. If you want to do what we do, uh, check out the high media school at beonair.com. There's a boatload of different campuses, depending on where, where you are in this fine world. If you're right here in the Ohio area, there's a, there's a multitude of options. Uh, if you're, if you're somewhere else, there's a multitude of options elsewhere. Check out beonair.com. If you want to do what we do, maybe you can do it better. Maybe you can't. The only way to find out is get your ass in here and try. So check out beonair.com, apply today if you uh, want any sort of career in media, whether that's behind the mic like we are, uh, whether that's editing, whether that's directing, no matter what it is, whether that's old school classic radio, whether that's producing, doesn't matter what it is, if you want a career in media, your first step can be Ohio Media School, check it out. There's also ones in uh, Colorado and other places like that. Mm-hmm. So check on uh, beonair.com. There's a multitude of campuses, multitude of options, financial aid available. Thank God, Rose. I never went here. Uh, <laughs> so now let's talk about dynamite. I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm working on my plugs today, boys. Good job. Did you just get shorter, McCarthy? Good Lord, I'm taller than you in view here. I did. Well, so I'm looking over here on the Facebook feed, and like half of my forehead is covered by my luxurious banner with my name on it. So I had to fix. Uh, my- he's crouching down. I mean, he looks like he looks like this. <laughs> he looks like. Never mind. That ain't that ain't going down. That's that's tough. I, why can't I go down? <laughs> I went too far. This is what happens when your producer doesn't give you a screen to look at, and all I see is. Oh, a I'm so of- sorry. I want to. <laughs> all right, here we go. Oh God! All right, here we are. Do I need to move it up, McCarthy, so right. you can feel better? All right. I don't know. It's fine. It'll work itself out eventually. Yeah, I'm lowering hell here. <laughs> oh, I'm, geez, I'm like, this is this is short. Right here. It looks like you're on your knees. <laughs> I am lowering hell here. Oh, this is. I look like I can work for micro championship wrestling. Uh, See, now I got to move my camera again. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'll tell you what, my, if I do the rest ah. of the show this way, my knees are gonna be hurting, boys. This is tough. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like I'm waiting on a bus. <laughs> it's like trying to the handicaps meal when they wait for the bus. <laughs> well, you know, like you know, you just kind of sit there. I look like I'm. It looks like you ever go to the bathroom. And walk in and see some of those kids journals. Yeah, and if that's all you got, you gotta do the old. You gotta like get yourself all saddled. You know what I'm talking about, McCarthy? You you got a kid. The kids journals are way lower. Yeah. So you gotta kind of crouch down. That's uh, also for the little people too. Now look, TLC is giving them a lot of money. Big, big little people, big world. Um, 
So yeah, you ever? That's that's what uh, this is kind of like. I'm kind of crouched down, like I'm eating one of those kid urinals. And you can't even hit the water. It's just nothing but porcelain, so it's kind of spraying back at you. <laughs> You're just getting ricocheted with piss. <laughs> All righty. Ricocheted with piss. I am. I'm lower in hell here. This is. <laughs> Do I, do I need to make you disappear so you can get back to normal? Sure. Give me a second here. Go ahead. Talk about dynamite. CM Punk roasted Lone Island, for God's sake. Say go, something. Go ahead, McCarthy. I'm, I mean, I'm, it's like I'm on the uh, toilet. Thought, this is wild. You ever seen Lone Island on toilets? This was classic uh, CM Punk trolling right here. I think he really enjoyed playing like the heel-type character in Long Island, so I thoroughly enjoyed this promo. I was kind of surprised that there was no response from MJF. I mean, technically there was because he had that little, you know, skit walking out of the car and he had the voiceover going, talking about how good he is. And if you're not from Long Island, you've never had a bagel from this place and you're poor and all this stuff. But he really didn't respond, which I thought was surprising. What about you, Travis? What did you think? Yeah, I was a little bit surprised by the no response, too. Uh, I'm sure they're going to save that for next week. But it is kind of weird sometimes when you almost feel like it should include them this time. But they wait for next week to have that kind of response. Like, whenever they did, like, the John Cena and Rock promos, you're always like, when it was John Cena going to come out? Is he going to interrupt him? And then, like, Next week on Raw. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. Yeah, wait till next week for this stuff. Ah, nice. I don't know if there's going to be time. Tomorrow's winter is coming. It's a pretty step. I don't know, part. is it? Ah, it kind of is. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> quit flashing the kids. Hey! <laughs> So, all right, my knees hurt, boys. So, what the hell was I going to say? Dude, heck if I know. I don't want to be in your brain to figure that out. I'll, I'll tell you, I lost my whole... Oh, here it is. Okay. If you guys are cropping up some best of episodes for our special... <laughs> that has to go in that it? That whole process needs to be in that. <laughs> Because if that's not some good-ass entertainment, something's wrong with you. You mean of everything that just happened in the past five minutes? Yes, all of it. <laughs> Every last bit. That's five, that's, think, about the, think about how small the editing process is because of that five minutes that just happened right there. Just because we're yeah. a bunch of jackasses. All I mean, right. you're not wrong. We kind of are. So but that's why people love us, right? I, I was like... Kind of still in there. Oh my gosh, surprise. I didn't know. He really was. Did you mute Logan again? Oh yeah, I guess I kind of did, didn't I? What'd you do? I knew it. I, I, I muted him. him. I muted you.
you need my mug that I have at home. It says, sorry, I was muted. <laughs> Can I talk? Now? We need to just make one that says, sorry, I muted you for you, sir. Oh, I mean, if you could find somebody that can monogram that, sure. Can I, can I, is, am I muted? No, you can talk now. I I can hear you now. Okay. Um, (laughs) sounds so disheveled and just, (laughs) I broke him. (laughs) I thought it was a decent promo. Um, (laughs) one of the best he's cut since coming back. I don't know how I'm going to carry on. Good job. I have to watch what I say and also get muted. I think AEW is a great company. I just never thought I would just get cut off. I can't. We're going to extend the best of another 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) To Logan's Academy Award winning performance. Oh, God, he's crying now. I'm so glad I'm zoomed in. (laughs) Oh, that'll come over great on on the anchor version. Where's my breath? I can't catch it. I can't catch it. Y'all like Actually, did so you know, catch not to, you know, get all crazy with it, we are now eligible on the Anchor website. Our podcast site, where you get the Bruce Cruz podcast, the only podcast that brings you pro wrestling for your ears, to the turnbuckle, and Bruce Cruz Macabro for video podcasts. Ooh. Not only can you listen to, to the turnbuckle and the Bruce Cruz podcast, I you can watch you it plugs. right on Spotify. Wait, what? Giggity. I already gave him I already gave his butt plenty of plugs. I plugged this show this show too. It's gonna be sweet. This is I, why I can't share with Scar. I mean I gave his ass so many plugs. <sighs> I did a whole well, I, it was nice working at Ohio Media School. <laughs> uh, I should start putting a disclaimer at the beginning of this show, so you I don't should. get so I don't get my I ass like fired. Those pay per view sales. <laughs> He's probably sorry. I'm just, so I don't get my ass fired. I'm totally just throwing off here. <laughs> the views and opinions great. expressed All on right. this show are not the views and opinions of Ohio Media School or the Score on Air Network. Yeah, there's that better. Yeah, you You're should welcome. do. You should record that so I can use that for later. And we can use that as a sample <laughs> starting like next year uh, when we come back on January 25th. If Adam's not watching this show, um, we we, I don't we think record that, and that can be the sample show. we show everybody the kind of quality that Bruiser Nation Productions gives you. We care about our viewers. We do. We love them all, except that one guy. I don't what remember one his name. Guy. One guy. I don't know. I don't remember his name. Oh, that narrows it down. I think it was like Jeff or something. I don't know. Which Why? What did he do this time? I don't know. Who's Jeff? Kind of an ass. I don't know. Speaking of asses, I plugged you <laughs> so many times. 
I send you a rundown every week. Now I want you to say, McCarthy, plug your ass. <laughs> we, no. Oh my God. All right. Uh, what do you think I'm talking about? I mean, plug, I mean, sponsors and. Yeah, sure. What? Okay. Um, back to the promo. I liked the switch up. It was suddenly that MJF was a, a, a face and CM Punk was a heel. And because I did, I found myself, and I'm so glad that I realized we were in Long Island before I text us. <coughs> so I was going to text our group chat and go, CM Punk a heel. And then I'm like, oh, they're on Long Island. I'm a jackass. Um, <laughs> so I'm so glad I, I figured that out before I text that. Because I grabbed my phone and I was like, oh, wait, they're on Long Island. So thank you for figuring that. Thanks for telling me, Excalibur. You know, Jim I'm Ross, you're sure right on that. Step it up, Mask Man. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he did. Stop it. All right? Stop (laughs) it. No. Don't forget where your bread is buttered, okay? Don't forget where your bread... You like a little bread and butter? Yeah, I do. All right. So, but this made me realize, damn, CM Punk is better better as a heel. Did you guys have that vibe? What about you, McCarthy? Yeah, I mean, he always has been better as a heel. He's a good baby face. But he's very similar to Chris Jericho in that he's a good face, but it's a much better heel. Much better. There should be a Chris Jericho, Undertaker, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan counter on this show with the references we make to them. Get on that, producer, man. I will get on that. Maybe maybe yeah. 25th will debut that. Probably not. That's a lot of work. Probably, if I have that long of a time to do it. Well, we could have a little bell sound effect. Jing. That's what I really want to get into is like starting to do sound effects. I need to like configure this board with sound effects. All right, well, make it happen. I, I feel I horrible really saying that. Buy I, I'm a lazy bastard. Here, really I'm telling you guys to do something. What'd you say, Jason? I really want to buy one of those boards, but they're really expensive. Yes, they are. You can help us buy one of those boards if you go to BruceNationProductions.com and. Purchase some fine content creation from Jason Mac Daddy making love in Night McCarthy. It's a little lengthy, but it works. So if you want to help us make our dreams come true, and don't remember there's two handicaps here, so are you a good person or not? Uh, Then you can go to BridgeNationProductions.com. And if you're not helping us when there's two handicaps, just tell us where we're at as a society, folks. People used to have more respect for cripples, you know. Did they? They didn't really. <laughs> I was going to say, Rear, I don't remember that. <laughs> the late great Senator Bob Dole wants you to help us. <laughs> How do I know? He spent his life championing the American Disabilities Act. He really did. He really, really did. So if you want to help us. Be like Bob Dole. Be like Bob Dole. Robert. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bob Dole. I'm Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Okay. <laughs> McCarthy. Young Bucks yeah. defeated Taylor Romero. Yeah. I Trent. Gonna, I was going to have McCarthy do his Bob Dole impersonation. All right. Say Bob Dole, McCarthy. Do your Bob Dole drop impersonation. Low, drop low. Come on. Bob, some Bob Dole. Dole trout. That was Bob Dole. I don't know. Okay. Bob Dole. Voices, you know this. Hey, yeah, Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. I'm Bob Dole. Uh, Bob Dole. 
I don't remember. I just saw Rhonda walk by. If she had any idea what happened in the studio, she'd kick my ass out of here so fast. She waved high and smiled all nice. If she had any idea the bull I say every week, she'd say, you're not allowed on the premises. (coughs) She would break the elevator just so you couldn't use it. I can walk, damn it. (laughs) So... The Young Bucks defeated Taylor Romero. Trent returned. Best friends are back together. I don't know why Trent looked like John Moxley. McCarthy, what do you think of Trent being back? What's with that look? Why does he look like John Moxley? I don't really think he looks like John Moxley. He's taller. The, the, the return was great, though. Back me up. Let's be honest. Back me up. Um, Didn't he look like John Moxley? Yeah, he looked like Kind of walled out looking like I'm a bad son of a bitch. Well, he is. He's pissed off. He's returning from that series. No, no one pissed off kisses their mother before they walk off. Look, look, you can show love to your mom and still be angry. It's okay. Emotion. People have them. All right? It's fine. Um, It might be mental illness. People have them. Well, we're half half (laughs) machines, so we have no idea. Look, best friends this whole time have been missing Trent. Not just as an in-ring, but in-ring tag team partner, but he completes the package. Without Trent, it just didn't feel right. So he, he completes everything that is right with the best friends and his mom, his mom Sue, pulling up in the van. So next. you don't think he looked like John Moxley? Nope, I think he looked like Trent with no hair. Switzerland. I say John Moxley. Did you think of it? Mm Mm-hmm. Even Buster says you're full of it. (laughs) (laughs) See? He's yelling at people outside. He's not yelling. Yeah. uh Hi, Buster. Hi, Buster. Hi, Buster. We want Buster. He's in Jason's We want Buster. Barking out the window. Or he's in the hallway barking up. Get his cute little ass in here. (laughs) And replace him with yours. Wow, that's egregious. Time for another plug. Go to BrugeNationProductions.com for all the content creation you need. (laughs) Buster! Had to give him one more plug. Buster! He's already plugged up. (laughs) Do you eat too much cheese or... That's, no, that's what coffee's for. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, twice this morning. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. what's your favorite type of cheese? You're, 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 you're a cheddar guy? Or? Cheddar. I'm a pepper what kind jet. of cheddar? Mild cheddar? Sharp cheddar? Extra sharp cheddar? New York? White cheddar? Like, come on, Travis. Well, first off, that's racist. Um, <laughs> it's fair. Second, I didn't name it. Doesn't matter. Second of all, uh, sharp cheddar. Yeah, I'm a pepper J guy. Not bad. Not a bad choice. Like a little pepper J. Okay, McCarthy, are you gonna answer? What's your I favorite mean, cheese? I didn't know. It was, I didn't know it was my turn. It's extra sharp cheddar. Quite honestly. Cut little cubes, 
Get some pepperonis, some Ritz crackers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, get a yeah. nice get little snack right. right there. Oh, yeah. Get a little provolone. I like provolone, too. Yeah, provolone's good. Spice is good. good. Yeah, you know, good. milk that son of a bitch. Just... Mm. Oh, my. I'm hungry. I can tell. <laughs> What'd you have for lunch? Me? Yeah. Taco Bell. A little T-Bell. What'd you, what'd you get a T-Bell? That uh, new burrito they got going on. Oh, those are so good. I had one those on burrito. Saturday. Oh, yes. Those are good. Those are right, right, really good. Tell you what, I like to talk about it and lie to you. Talk about it and tell you, they're not, they don't go, we raise our cattle right. <laughs> they don't do that. There's a study that shows, that proves, like Taco Bell's honest about the fact that their, their meat is only 80% real meat. They don't know what the other twenty is. They don't lie to you. <laughs> no, they just say, "Hey, we're putting we're putting stuff in a burrito. Get down here." It's pretty much it. So I like a little T Bell. Now I forgot to get jalapenos on mine. Did you get jalapenos on yours? I did not. I did not know uh, that was even an option. How many Doritos right Locos there on the drive-through poster, Travis? What? It says it right there on the drive-through poster. No, I didn't see. My eyes ain't that good. Just like everything else on me that doesn't work. <laughs> How many Doritos? All right, final question before we get back to wrestling. Oh, good. Final food related question for now. How many Doritos Locos Tacos could you put down in acidic? At least five, and they're not even my favorite taco. I was going to say five, too. See, I think I can go for seven. I think I can get it done. We got to roll into T-Bell one night and just be like the the yeah. taco pack or yeah, whatever. We gotta, and we just got to do some damage. <laughs> we got to scare the hell out of the employees. We got to have a ridiculous <laughs> amount of food. And then just... And then just I think someone, people do that for like YouTube. So, I mean, we could put it on the YouTube page and it'll be content. Yeah, and so... And then someone's car has got to be willing to take the loss. Because lettuce and cheese are flying. <laughs> it's going to look like a war zone in there. I picked Travis's car. What? Why? Because <laughs> my car is newer. Huh? Because my car is newer. Tells you what kind of man he is. How do you know it's newer? All right. Then we'll, here, okay. Here's, 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 how we, here's how we do this. <laughs> Whatever car we have, we don't, don't worry about it. We'll bring some chairs, set them up out in the parking lot. <laughs> okay. And we'll sit there. We'll sit there cold as hell, nipples hard as rocks. No. And we'll just we'll just crush. We'll have little hand warmers in the hoodies. The, the more this plan is being laid out, the more I don't know if I approve. I don't like being cold. And I'm fat. Look at me, me too. <laughs> I don't like being cold. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm what you call a thick ass boy. Um. So, <sighs> find out more next week about those Taco Bell plants. <laughs> I don't care about Trent. I don't clearly because we just went on a ten minute tirade about tacos. I don't care about Trent. I don't care about the best friends. Can I be honest with you, McCarthy? I don't mean to offend, but I think it's stupid. Quite frankly, I think it's just damn dumb. 
quite frankly, I think the fact that they've done nothing with Orange Cassidy is just damn stupid. I think it's just damn stupid that they haven't done anything at all to develop and evolve those characters. Okay, call me a moron. Now you have the floor. I was just going to say you got to give the people what they want. Because you're not wrong about Orange Cassidy. They haven't developed him at all. They had a really good chance there after Chris Jericho and it's skewed with Pac. You know, I've talked about this a couple few times where it seemed like they were developing a new babyface style kind of a comeback thing where, you know, he's goofing off, he's not taking it seriously, gets the crap ticked out of him, and then fires back serious. I thought that was original and a good idea, but they have really dropped the ball as far as that is concerned. A nice little change from the hulking up, if you will, babyface comeback to, uh, okay, now it's just time to get serious. And that really would have got him more. Yeah, sure, he's over. He sells merch. Kids love him, sure. That's that's fine. But this would have got him over as a performer and moved him up the ranks to where maybe he'd be wrestling for the TNT title once in a while instead of Cody Rhodes again. Yeah, what do you think of that? Let's talk about it. Cody Rhodes. I think it's egregious as hell. Like, I don't want to, I don't care about Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara. Is it going to be good? Probably. But I don't care because there are way more deserving guys. You know, All Ego Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky are two of them that should be in that spot right now. The hell with Cody Rhodes. This is ridiculous. Mr. Napper, what are your thoughts on Cody Rhodes getting a uh, TNT title shot? I almost did it with myself being muted. <sighs> um, I, on one hand, I'm like, yeah, he's maybe turning heel still. Maybe. I don't know. I don't even know if he's sure. No, he's not. That was such a screw you to everybody that lets him turn heel. Oh, I know. He literally, he said, I don't give a damn what you people want. But that's where the other side of me goes, no, he's not. He's just, he's just effing with us. And I'm just like, on one hand, it's starting to get kind of fun to watch him just repeatedly go, screw you to everybody that wants him to turn heel. Because he is kind of... It's weird. At times, he gets into that John Cena mindset where he's, you know, I'm just going to go with it. Screw you. I'm just going to play along. If you want me to turn heel, too bad. (laughs) Then he does what he did a couple weeks ago and acknowledges it and kind of makes us all want to smack him across the face. I mean, what what else is there to expect with him getting the title shot? I mean, he's not going to go for the world title. He's already at... At nauseum, he's really kind of hammered that home that I'm not going for the world title. But hey, that other one, I do really want that one. Here's the best part. I think he's going to win. I do too. I would, I, I would be very shocked if he didn't. What are your thoughts on, on Mike Cody Rhodes' win? I wouldn't surprise me in the least, but if he's trying to stay face, it's a terrible idea. They're going to boo him out of the building. If he... 
they straight up boo him out of the building. Like, it's not even a question. But what are, you, but what are your ball. thoughts on if he wins? Are you are you egregiously upset or what are you thoughts? I wouldn't go. I I wouldn't say egregiously upset, but I would be pretty upset. Like there's still a rematch with Miro that we haven't had yet between him and Sammy Guevara. I don't want to be robbed from that. And to be honest, if anyone was going to be a two-time TNT champion, I think it should be Miro first, not Cody Rhodes. Do you think? Miro wasn't, he wasn't focused. His head wasn't in the game. Sammy got him. So now Miro needs to come back and take back what is his. Do you think, not should he, would he, could he, what's the reaction going to be? Do you think Cody Rhodes is going to win this match? Yes, <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Long live the Alliance. Long live the Alliance. Yes. That's what we're talking about. Hell yeah. Cody ought to just win every every belt. Cody ought to just win every single belt there is to win. Hell good enough you take the belt there. I don't care. <laughs> Sure. I don't care. I just want to watch the world burn. I'm a better son of a... <laughs> you can take the 24-7 championship. You, theoretically. Yeah. But in all seriousness, no, I hope Cody If he wins. just happens to be in the same street as Reggie or yeah, Dana Brooke, maybe. A little hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. You know, we, we might not be super close, but there's definitely, at some point within the next five years, I think there's going to be some crossover... With AEW and WWE, they so, so I read a report where WWE has contacted Tony Khan very cordially about using some of his wrestlers for biography documentaries that were around and the things that they want to do. I saw that too. So that that that's a start. That's yep. all we can ask for right now from WWE because you know Tony will send his wrestlers anywhere. He doesn't give a shit. But the question is, will Vince? So, I mean, that, that's a step in the right direction. Is it kicking WWE's, you know, forbidden door in? No. But there, there's a cracked window right now. It's a it's a small cracked window. <laughs> but it's but there, okay? Bond, if you want to feel that air. Look, they want to freshen up their product. That's how you do it. Shock the world. Let other companies pop up out of nowhere. The problem is they don't want to. Well, I know they don't want to. Did you guys see saying. the Vince video I shared this week? That's it. That's it. It's not about what you people want. It's not about what you want, Kurt. It's all about what I want. Hell, he's flaunting it now more than ever. Guess what he did to Austin Theory? Shot him the most dangerous weapon in the world. His pencil. Specifically, his eraser. He's one smug old man. Which is, guess what? I can fire you. Ah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Because I was like, my God, he's really going to play. He's the one thing I'll give him on this, but I'll get to it fully in a minute. Is just like with Brett, he's going to play into it. He's going to go screw you. If you think I'm that evil, let me show you I'm that evil. All right. But I think Cody's going to win the championship, and I'm okay with that. You want to know why? Cody's better than Sammy Guevara. And what do I always say? 
Much applies to my guys. I want it to go the way it ought to go. I acknowledge the hypocrisy of that first part of that statement. I don't care. I don't care. I don't eat Subway to eat fresh. I eat it because I'm fat. It's also hypocritical. I'm not doing it for diet purposes. I get double meat. Hey. What's my point? You want what my point is? Please share. My point is, is I understand that how come you want the what's best for the business until it ends up talking about you, one of your guys. Because I'm a hypocrite. That's why. That is why. Specifically. But an honest one. Yeah, we all are. All right, we all are. Ring of Honor's dead. McCarthy will McCarthy won't say a damn thing about it. I'm Whose fault probably is that? Ari. <laughs> Not their fault. Yes, it is. Why? Why? Because you're five boys that just killed the entire yeah. business. They raked it over the coals. They most certainly did not. They, Ring of Honor was still in business for two years. It was the pandemic that killed Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah, yeah and Hulk they Hogan's kept, contract didn't hurt <coughs> Impact, they, right? They kept they kept paying people, which is the honorable thing to do. They didn't release anybody. They didn't have anyone attend any shows. They lost too much money. See what you get for being honorable? <laughs> That's why I gave it up. <laughs> honorable. <laughs> Hello, my darling. Hello, my baby. Hello, my lifetime gal. <laughs> We're having fun today, McCarthy. Smile. I think I have been smiling like the whole time. What are you uh, talking about? I don't know what I'm doing right at the moment because I can't see because the producer didn't give me a screen. I can uh, only see the delay on Facebook. Must be the Botox. Must be. It. They said this wouldn't happen. Well, <laughs> yep. They're not honest then. No, right. they're not, bunch of jerks. Brian Danielson uh, defeated the meat man. Johnny Hungy. Uh, once again, put the belt on Danielson. Put the belt on Danielson. Put the belt on Danielson. I'm going to say it one more time. Put the belt on Danielson. Thoughts, McCarthy? They're not gonna. It's just another stone for Adam Hangman Page to walk on, okay? Great. They're not giving the title to Danielson. Glad that we're satisfied with B+. B+. Adam Hangman Page is fantastic, okay? Look, I'm not knocking B+. I was thrilled when I got him. (laughs) Same. He has earned the right to have a long title reign. Damn it. Switzerland, what are your thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) I need a t-shirt or something that says that. Well, you they might have to copyright. Yeah, huh? Said so they make them. I'm sure you can get them from Switzerland online. I, that's a that's that's a long way though. Online is a long way. There's a computer you in your pocket. On Amazon, bro. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Now, granted, they might get stuck on a ship. <laughs> Just be sitting there a while. But if you want it for next Christmas, <laughs> they can probably arrange that. <laughs> Who hurt you? Amazon? Yeah. 
I'm sorry. Ordered a guest in September. It's still not here. <laughs> Good Lord. How are you not getting things? I get stuff like every two days. So do I. It's on one of them shifts, bro. <laughs> Just out there. <laughs> sitting there. Where are you ordering it from? Jeez. Just out there. Sitting there. It's out there. Oh, jeez. Just sitting there. <clears throat> but I, it's going to be a great holiday season in 2022. See? I said that jerk Jeff. Damn Jeff. I know. <laughs> Damn Jeff. Uh, Jeff Jared, it's all your fault. Yeah, that guy. That That's the one. Listen up, Slap Knots. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, so what's the question? Just in general, how I feel about this entire thing. Mm-hmm. I still think. Put the bet on Danison. Huh? Put the bet on Danison. No. Why? No. Why? No. Why? Because. I keep saying why. You keep saying no. That's not a response. <laughs> you do it all the time to us. Sounds so like I'm just doing it back. My son. <laughs> hey, watch it. Uh. Believe me, us handicaps are going to sit together. All right? Yeah. No, uh, one's on the other side of the room than the other one. One's in the corner. One's against the green screen. That's not together at all. Is it me you're looking for? Okay, my Switzerland answer. No, I don't want Daniel Bryan to win the championship. No, I don't think it's the right time to give him the belt. Yes, I can understand why it would still be a good thing even if they did that. But I think that even proves that it's probably not the right time to do it because you want to make people salivate for it. Because as much as I know you want to see that happen right now and think it's the right thing to do and that they've got to give it to them. We all said the same thing about MJF, and I guarantee in a couple months' time, they're going to find a way to make us think even more that it is the right time to put it on the belt on him, and then they're going to do it. Because we all sat here when he did the presidential speech and said, give him the belt now, and then they didn't. We're still clamoring for it. We still want to see it, and it hasn't changed any since he really had that moment. They're starting to get to a point where... They've pushed him off to the side long enough that hopefully they start to pull the cord on it. But why Daniel Bryan so much that it it just tosses away everything else they've been working on? I, I get it. Daniel Bryan is big time. He's very, very good at what he does. He's not that good, though. He's not good enough that they abandon every single storyline they've been working on for the course of a year. For one guy. I, I I just, I don't think it's the right time. Go ahead. Well, and, and to, you know, bounce off that a little bit, that's not how AEW does business. Now, new guys might get involved in storylines, but they don't affect said storylines and push them off the rails. And quite frankly, we see a hungry Brian Danielson for the championship right now. Imagine what we'll see when Adam Hangman Page beats him. We'll see an angry, because I mean, he already seems kind of angry, but he's just hungry for that championship. Imagine when Adam Hangman Page defeats him and retains his AEW 
World Heavyweight Championship tomorrow night on Winter is Coming. There's going to be an angry, angry Brian Danielson running rampant across the roster, which will eventually lead to what we all want to see, him and CM Punk. Okay. Here's my rebuttal to you, Mr. Napper. If I trusted this company to give us that moment down the line, it's fine. But only one, one, one time have they successfully cashed in on a clamoring moment, and that is Adam Hangman Page. I will give him that. I've said that. But with MJF, we're still waiting. We're still waiting on that moment. We're still waiting on He's done it. With Darby Allen, we're still waiting. We're still waiting on the big moment for Darby Allen. And he's even got Sting latched up to him. And we're still waiting. With CM Punk, we're still waiting. We're still waiting. And as we've talked about ad nauseum on this show in recent months, with Orange Cassidy, we're still waiting. That's one for four, one for five. You hit that, you ride the pine. Ben Roethlisberger only completes one pass out of every five attempts. That's a problem. This man only gets it right one out of five times. We say you're out of touch. So my point is, is if I believed with all my heart that I know they'll pull it off, that I know they can do it, then I hear you. Because you're right, it's probably not the right time. I understand the long-term storytelling aspect would be shot in the ass. I respect that. But only one time have they proven so far they can get a long-term story correct. Because I'll give McCarthy credit all day long. He was right. He got it right. He knew where they were going. And even... Even uh, having a child didn't get in the way of that. And Tony Khan should be commended. But I just gave you four to five examples, depending on how you want to view it, of where we're still waiting. When's our moment? Because MJF, keep in mind, he was just relegated to feuding with Jericho for months. No offense to Jericho or the inner circle. But we all thought, all right, let's get this over with. You have this illustrious group, the pinnacle and what does it mean? Not so much anymore. Jungle Boy is hot. He's over. Christian Cage, his mouthpiece. Luchasaurus has been held as the next Undertaker by McCarthy and a few others on the online forums. What's he doing? We're going to get more Dan Lambert because we all want that. That's all. Only one damn time in this company's history have they proven without a shadow of a doubt that they can tell a long-term story and get it right. Not saying they can't do it more, but thus far, it's like that prospect you call up too soon. It's like that quarterback you drafted and he's going through the growing pains you didn't think he might have. I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence ain't never going to be great, but he's not right now. So that's where I, I, I get frustrated because I see 
the Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, whatever you want to call him, the American Dragon, the leader of the Yes Movement, the Planet's Champion, all those names, all the copyright violations I just committed. And I go, well, what happens when he loses? Does he go beat Cody for the TNT World title? I doubt it. Because if Cody gets belt back, it's going to be a little bit of a lengthy run because Cody is going on a screw you tour, <laughs> which is fine. You're an EVP. I guess you could do that. But only one time. I'd say they, two. Two. Go ahead. What, what do you got? Britt Baker. Fine. I'll give you two. <clears throat> Three. Who's the other one? <clears throat> the Lucha Brothers. But that wasn't well. Nobody clamored for it. Who didn't clamor for it? The Lucha Brothers are amazing. <sighs> They're over as hell as any other tag team in that company. But did that ever really feel like a long term? St- like the people that know the backstory know that was technically a long term story booking. But did it really ever feel like it was a long term story booking? They had to fight through so many teams. They had to fight through adversity with Eddie Kingston trying to split them up. It's a whole thing. It's not just about the championships. It's what came before it on AEW television. That's what you guys don't seem to forget. It's not always, yes, the champion is the number one guy, but not everybody can be the champion. But what is the story that got you there? What about Cody's story to the TNT championship after losing the world title and never being able to challenge for it again? and working his way and getting that TNT championship, that was a good long-term story from the point where he wasn't allowed to hold a world, the, the world championship to the debut of the TNT title to winning the tournament. Hell, his story with him and Brody would have been longer if we wouldn't have had the tragedy that was Brody Lee. That is true. So I, I think you are vastly underestimating the amount of times they got it right. It, this is not Vince McMahon's circus. You don't just, oh, he's hot right now. Let's give him the belt and see what happens. It's not how this company is built. It's not how it works. Well, why shouldn't it be? Because that's not the type of company they want to be. And, and let's be honest, Daniel Bryan doesn't need the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. He doesn't need it. Adam Hangman Page right now needs it way more yeah. than Brian Danielson. Way more. And it's going to mean more when MJF beats Adam Hangman Page for that championship. Because Adam Hangman Page has will have Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson defeated. You got to remember that, too. It's who you beat on the way. They're building this the old-fashioned way. Well, your title reign matters and who you beat before that. I mean, right now, when he beats Brian Danielson, I'm not going to say if, when he beats Brian Danielson tomorrow night at Winter is Company, he will have beaten two of the most difficult wrestlers to beat in that company in the past year. Those are huge notches on your belt, which makes that title even more important, which means beating Adam Hangman Page means that much more. It's fair points. It's good points. It's good points. It is. But in terms of realism, it's just hard for me 
when you know a player is better, you start that player. But in terms of storyline, is he really better? Daniel Bryan could not beat Kenny Omega. That Hangman Page could. Hangman Page did. So in terms of storyline, technically right now, Hangman could be perceived and is supposed to be perceived as better than Daniel Bryan. I hear you. I understand from a, you know, overarching look, we all know different. But if you're trying to look at this strictly through the AEW lens and not looking at, and I know it's hard to do anymore, mm-hmm. but if you're looking just at AEW, right now, technically, Hangman Page is better. All right. Both by record and by recent matches. Okay. I think you both make wonderful points. Very valid. You might be right. But I'm never wrong. Uh, <laughs> I do think I do think that Hangman Page will beat Danielson tomorrow. I, right. I, I just I just I just have a hard time believing it's the right call. But uh, you both make great points, and I will say this: you made me think about it a lot harder than I was thinking about it just a minute ago. So uh, that's that's good. That's good. It's, it's good shit, pal. It's good shit. <laughs> so. All right. Rio, uh, she defeated Jimmy Hader. This match over-delivered. Man, I was like, because they made her look like she can take anything and just keep on coming. Because there was a couple times everyone was like, I know the story, but I was like, no, damn, that's got to be it. Because a couple of those, you know, those bat breakers, and I'm like, oof. Because it's such a good visual because she's so tiny. This is the perfect way to build Rio. Yeah. Perfect way to build her. Because that's how you have to do it with somebody of her size. Is you you basically have to sell her tenacity. You have to sell it. She can take any kind of ass whooping and still come out on top. By hook or by crook. You know, more or less by hook. But that's the way you have to build it when you're somebody of Rio's size. Same thing like they did with Rey Mysterio back in the day. He was never bigger than anybody. Mm-hmm. He might have been faster than people, but yeah. the way they built him, he took a bunch of ass kickings. Still came out on top because he found, he dug down deep, found the heart to win, and came out a winner. I I do. I think this was perfectly done because, uh, like I said, to the point it had me going, damn, she really going to kick out of that because it looked nasty. Hey. <laughs> So let me ask you, McCarthy, what do you think of this match? And then let me ask you the million dollar question. Is Rio the person to beat Dr. Britt Baker, DMD? So we'll start with the match. I think that that match was a certified match. Those two women straight up beat that. Well, Hater beat the hell out of Rio, but Rio hung in there. I mean, you mentioned the Uranagi backbreak. That thing really did look like it broke Rio in half. But how about that? Freaking brain buster that Hader did. That thing was vicious as hell. They told a great story of the fighting baby face overcoming all the odds and all the punishment of Jamie Hader. And the answer is yes. I do believe that Riho will dethrone Dr. Britt Baker DMD. I don't think you almost you almost can't 
she's been built so much so fast since returning and she takes so much punishment and Britt Baker's friends are not on the same page. Reba and Hater just they either cost Britt Baker matches, cost Hater matches, they they're just not feeling it and we need and quite honest this is kind of I want to see Jamie Hater on her own. She needs to break away from Dr. Britt Baker and this would be a great way to do it. I don't care if Riho wins straight up or if Hater screws over Dr. Britt Baker. I want Riho to win the championship and Hater to separate from Britt Baker. They can have a nice little feud without a championship and Riho can go on and defend, you know, against Nyla Rose, Hitaru, Hikaru Shida, Serena Deeb. There's so many people who can have great matches with Riho right now for that championship. I agree with you, sir. Uh, this, as much as I just crapped on him, this, magnifique, perfecto. Oh, oh love more of this. Coming back for seconds. It's like a good piece of sausage. I like sausage. You like sausage? Yeah. <laughs> okay, just check. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What? How about on pizza? Yes, definitely on pizza. You know where you can find the best sausage on a pizza? Where? Rubino's Pizza. Okay. On Main Street oh, in Bexley. Hi, little za. It, it's so good, you'll come get it. Because don't choice, they don't deliver. Oh, when are we getting an invite over to your house? <laughs> I don't know. You know I don't have Rubino's in my house. You know, you know, he still doesn't invite us. <laughs> I feel bad for anybody listening at this point. But they're really. But they have to really listen. That's what the point is. Every time he tries to whisper, it's like he gets cut off, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with this microphone. Well, I don't either. That's why we're not sure. See, he did it again. He should probably stop whispering. He really should. We probably should too. <laughs> but he won't invite us. I know, but we have to stop whispering. Why? Because it's freaking even me out. <laughs> that was good shit. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing I want is you two freaks whispering in my ear. Hey, well, Mama, let me whisper in the ear. Tell you all the things that you want to hear. Wait, do you hear my pop? I'm sorry, what'd you say? (laughs) You thought I was going to do the... Huh? You thought I was going to do the actual thing? No. I saw you. You were like, oh no. Oh, I know you don't say it. That's Flare on a plane? It's funny. I actually did that and I think I actually bought the button anyway. I'm not Ric Flair on a plane. I'm not going to be doing all that. Uh, some days I wonder with you. You never can tell. Oh. Golly. Woo! Woo! All right. 
So what about you? Do you what? think Do you think Britt Baker loses to Rhea? Yes, I do actually. Right, Cole? Yeah, I think so. Because <clears throat> to be honest, I don't know who else right now they've built up that you could really have be that person. Because they've got everybody else for the most part fighting for the TBS championship. They've really not built anybody else right now to be that that woman. And so I, I think and it's it's a great story. I mean the what seems like unbeatable Britt Baker at this point against, you know, the the gritty challenger in Riho. I think it's a good story. I mean, there are two other you know women that aren't involved in the TBS tournament that could viably beat Dr. Britt Baker, but they're kind of busy trying to tear each other's heads off. Okay, Yoshida and Serena Deeb. Yeah, and I will get to see part three tomorrow. Winter is coming. Yeah. Looking, looking forward Wait. to it. It's going to be nasty. Yeah. It's going to be a nasty ass kicking boys. It's going to be like going to the rodeo. A lot of blood and mud. <laughs> <sighs> you like the rodeo? Yeah, love the rodeo. We ought to go to the rodeo, McCarthy. I want to see you in a cowboy hat. I bet you're a strapping lad. In in cowboy boots. Yeah, I have two pairs of cowboy boots. Thank you. And Do you I really rock them to the rodeo? Yeah. And yet he still won't invite us to his house. You do the skinny jeans too? No, I don't be rocking. He's he's two stepping good time by Alan Jackson. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the deed. <laughs> if I don't stop, they'll copyright me. Oh, it's a good time. Okay. And copyrighted. All right. <laughs> MJF and Dante Martin, they co won the Dominion Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Uh, but the Taz is pissed. <laughs> yeah, I would be too. Taz is pissed. Mm. Taz is mad. <laughs> How is he mad? Mad, 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 mad. He's pissed. Like if he if he if he could get a clear, he feels like I feel like he might give it a shot with old Dante Martin. One more. I feel like he would do that at this point without being cleared. Yeah, he goes, I'll sign. There's going to be somebody that just tests Taz to the point where it don't matter. I'll sign a waiver. <laughs> just <laughs> let me in there, coach. Just let me in. So, uh, were you surprised at the turn on Team Taz McCarthy? And, man, Taz did a great job selling, didn't he? Oh, he did a fantastic job selling how pissed he was. And I'm not surprised. Dante Martin doesn't fit in with Team Taz. It felt weird that he signed it anyway. It was a nice little like baby face swung upmanship by Dante Martin. And please, please have Dante Martin win tomorrow. Please. MJF does not need three rings. He really didn't need two. It's, that's how I feel every time Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl. I hate Tom Brady. So do I. He, he's the we goat, all, but we I all hate do. Tom Brady. McCarthy, you should hate him more than any of us. I do. <laughs> I don't I know. You and I are kind of close. He, he may have had more chances to kick the shit out of your team, but he kicked the shit out of mine a lot, too. That's fair. But, yeah, 
twice a year forever ever and ever and ever and he made my team feel like we shouldn't even show up oh that's right yeah because when they were on to Cincinnati they were they were on to Cincinnati yep all right um what do you think about MJF continuing to uh win these battle royals Man. He kind of touched on it already with the whole ring comment. That's what kind of where I'm at with it. He he doesn't need them. And it, it, so does that mean Martin's going to win? I hope so. I agree with McCarthy. I hope so. Because it, at, at some point, it's going to devalue the tournament. It's going to devalue the, the battle royal if the same person keeps winning it. That That goes for sports and wrestling. You have the same person winning it over and over again. Eventually, people are going to get sick and tired of it. Now, the the caveat in wrestling, I guess, is you can turn that into a storyline, which, honestly, they could do tomorrow mm-hmm. by having Dante win because right now it's been put on a stranglehold by MJF. You know, you can't always do that in sports because you don't have control over the outcome. Usually in this case, they do spoiler. Uh, it's pretty determined. <laughs> it's pretty determined. So once you use that F word, I'll, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. And I wouldn't say it. Well, you, well, you know how I get, you get real upset. I get hot. Fired. Oh, wrong F word? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fud Rockers! <laughs> Fud Rockers. <laughs> uh, that was a great place. That really was a great place. I don't think I ever went there. You never went to Fud Rockers? I, yeah. I know. Fud Rock me, man. There used to be one right across the street from where you guys are. Uh, there used to be one around where we used to work. And we used to get dinner. <laughs> 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 Y'all on weekends, McCarthy? Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, sometimes. It, it, well, what, what do you consider off? You consider off of work or off from running my child around town so he can hang out with? It's probably good. His mic cut out there. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably good. Probably. Um, Even God is censoring us for our own good now. <laughs> he, res- he respects your free will, but for God's sake, we have gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, for God's sake. <clears throat> oh, goodness. All right. What were we talking about? MJF. Oh, yeah. Keep winning these battle rolls. Mm, no. All right. Any final thoughts on Dynamite, boys? Uh, not necessarily this last one, but I'm kind of curious what you guys think in terms of, do we see some surprising debuts that winter is coming? And if so, who? There's only one I want and it ain't happening. Who? But, uh. Oh. Yeah. That's all I care about. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, he's gone off the rails. What about you, Jason? I know there's uh, some speculation with some red light that popped up. 
recently. I don't I don't think we'll see for tomorrow. I think the next debut is the first Dynamite on TBS. Which is when again? You know who would January really fit? Something. TBS, if you debuted there, the I don't know, the guy that was the face of the last TBS-related wrestling pro Graham. Ted Turner? Kiss my <laughs> That would be great Ted Turner just walks out on stage Wrestling <laughs> Who's ready for some wrestling I'm telling you Ric Flair should debut a battle of the belts <laughs> Cause it's just one big word For Clash of Champions That's all it is Damn it, Tony, you're a forgiver. (laughs) Sometimes. Look, he's, I mean, Jericho's wife was at January 6th, and he doesn't care. Why can't, you know what, why can't? Don't ask me. I just miss him, damn it. I just miss him, that's all. I know, I'm sorry. It's. It'll be okay. Will it? Maybe. Will it? I don't, I don't know. know. Like Jason, I don't know. Maybe. All right, let's talk Rampage. Rampage. Hook had his debut defeating uh, Fuego Del Sol. What'd you think of this debut, Mr. McCarthy? I liked it a lot. Dude, this debut was great. Hook is a legit monster he already. Legit. I was waiting like... on they would say legit. <laughs> legit, man. Legit monster, dude. Like, damn. He tore Fuego del Sol apart with I mean, it's not like that's hard to do. Finesse. Hey, he hung in there with Miro a little, kind of. No, he didn't. No, he, he didn't. gave him some tornado DDTs. He got some two and a half counts, okay? That's no. So he no, he did. I know. I saw it, but no, I was there. No, he's Batman. He's Batman. <laughs> I know. I am kind of getting like low on this mic, am I? Uh, I like it a little, little bit. Can you give me a hey now in that voice? Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> <laughs> The best thing is he's wearing earpieces, so he really heard that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Mr. McCarthy thought it was legit. What about Mr. Napper? <clears throat> that was legit enough. I tried to do that meme. It didn't Don't work. do that. No, I'm sorry. Wow. Damn, your list came out the second time there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stop being mean, McCarthy. That'd be the best stuff. The way you make fun of people is cruel. Especially right? handicaps. The way you make fun of people is cruel. All right. I'm, I'm still not over the fact that he threatened to, like, push me down a flight of stairs if I don't get this refrigerator, like, up the stairs to his apartment. Like that's on the second floor in the zombie apocalypse. I mean, you get you get one Botox injection and you become the most pompous son look, of them. Look, ever it seen. wasn't about the refrigerator. It was about the timing of getting up steps. There's a limited time before it destroys said steps in a zombie apocalypse. 
But I thought we were carrying steak. your fridge up those steps. No, we changed that plan. I'm not carrying a fridge. I have canned goods. I think the three of us would last longer than a, longer in a zombie apocalypse more than anyone will give us credit for. Dude, I have a plan. Just get upstairs. I break the steps. <laughs> Do you think yeah. you and I last longer than uh, random pain? Yes. Yeah. Alright. Yep. I don't know why I just but see, felt like throwing that out if there. You, but if you... You just be like, get up the stairs. Yeah, that's that's easy for us. Well, good that's you, why while you guys are doing that, I break the steps in the basement. Yeah, good for and, you. Good and lure, lure <laughs> them you. into the basement. My feet and then when you guys are my feet. finally up the stairs, I break the stairs to the second floor so they can't get up. Perry Saturn's eyeballs look like my feet. Wow, that's a vivid imagery. Um, that is <laughs> thoughts on Hook's debut. I thought it was very good. Uh, kind of feel bad for Fuego Del Sol that he's starting to be the punching bag, but I guess he's okay with that. So, hey, let him live. Uh, although, at some point, it kind of goes back to that thing like, does it really matter? Cool, he had a really good debut against Fuego Del Sol, who everybody has beat up. Awesome. Not everybody, just Miro. Hey, Lucy's bathroom's with Sammy Guevara. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy's got that going for him. Yeah, they're both about to not have championships. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it was a very good debut. He, he actually is very talented, so I'm excited to see where that goes. The thing that kind of sucks is he's probably now going to be the most prominent member in Team Taz. <laughs> and, like, that's great. I think he should be after. He probably should be after that. But, damn, do I kind of feel bad for everybody else. Because it's like, what do you do with Ricky Starks? Because you know, they clearly have done nothing with him for a long time. I think they're scared to do too much because I think they're scared of, about his neck. Must be. I don't know. Can they tell him to stop looking like 90s rock, though, please? Hey, you. you, you, Easy on Ricky Starks. I like him. Am I lying? He literally is dressing like the rock did in, like, those high school photos. That's fair, but you have to remember that because Dwayne doesn't. Oh. Because he doesn't show up anymore. Sour subject. Want me to prove my point real fast? No, you're good. One sentence. No, okay, go ahead. Maybe two. It depends <laughs> on if there's a comma or not. All right. <laughs> when I first got together five years ago, comma, Peyton, what's that? Peyton, right? Five years ago. Okay. Her mother, who everyone knows who Dwayne Johnson is, right? The Rock. Yeah. Didn't realize he was a wrestler. They thought the Rock. She thought the Rock was just something they called him. That's proof positive what I'm talking about. Yeah. People go, well, it helps the WWE every time he has. No, no, it doesn't. People don't associate him with WWE anymore. Nope. Don't. Because before it was like WWE superstar, The Rock. Now it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Same thing with John Cena. It was like it was WWE superstar John Cena. Now it's just John Cena. No, that's not the same thing. 
It will be. Absolutely. It will be, though. It went too far. It will be. It though. will be. Just wait. No, it won't. Yes, it will. No. Just wait. Yes. Just wait till this TV series takes off, man. Because it's going to be hilarious. No, he'll find a way to balance both and uh, still yeah, be he around from time to time. He'll he do says it. that now. But there's going to be times where he has too many commitments. He's a better man, damn it. He won't let me down. Okay. We have to move on. Uh Stop trying to upset me, McCarthy. <coughs> Just because your company botches good stories every month. Don't what worry. story did they botch? I just gave you like eight examples. I got one. I got one. Orange Cassidy. No, well, no. That one, too. I got one. Where's the kaboom? There is supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. Oh, you mean the third-party company that doesn't know how to rig explosive devices? That company? Well, oh, may- yeah. Maybe I, do I better background checks. Too. Yeah. Maybe do better background checks. Check on that better business really? bureau or something, bro. It, All it's right. from WWE, guys. We have to move on. Don't Stop it. This. <laughs> we only have them until roughly 8 o'clock. He's not just going to forget about us and go away for seven years. <laughs> Are you sure? All right, McCarthy. Stop. I want to be. that's fair that's fair i don't look 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 it wasn't intentional by the rock it won't be intentional by john cena it's just nature of the game man it's it's just business it's what's best for business i am not ready to get hurt again no (laughs) stop liking the guys that are good actors then well, I don't like them when they're good actors. They just had to be coming. It's not like that was the plan. Oh, they did a movie. Now I'm a fan. It's I'm a fan, and then they did a movie. He won't do that. He's better. He'll find a way to come around once a year. To be clipped five years later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Trump will survive five years. <laughs> Not on this show. Okay. Um, Let's talk quickly a little final battle thoughts. Okay. Uh, the former Braun Strowman appeared, uh, the Titan now, he appeared with EC3. Uh, Jonathan Gresham won the world title. My question to you, gentlemen, is does it mean anything? Is this setting the stage for when they come back in April or whenever they're hoping to come back? Or was this just a one-off banger to to go out the best way possible? I'll start with you, McCarthy. I think it's both. I think it's a good launching off point when it starts up again. But if the worst does happen and Ring of Honor can't restart towards the end of 2022... I think it was a very apropos way to say goodbye. Because you can't keep these guys under contract. They already released everybody. You can say, hey, we'll sign a contract in 2022, but these guys can't just sit there and wait. Mm -hmm. They got to go to work. So you think it's contingent on if Ram Honor gets back off the ground? Pretty much. I think it was a good way to say goodbye if they can't make it work. But 
it would be a hell of a launching off point if they can, especially the, the way the wrestling landscape is now. You don't have to contract the Titan, former Braun Strowman. You don't have to have Jonathan Gresham under contract. Right. You're allowed to wrestle for other companies now, unless you wrestle for WWE, then you can't, but all the other companies can. And that goes from the big ones on TV to indie shows, as we saw a couple Saturdays ago. And we'll see you again on February 5th. Yes, we will. So, what are your thoughts, Mr. Napper? I'm kind of in the same boat where I think it's a good launching pad, but it, it is really very contingent on how good they can do it getting off the ground. Do they get off the ground? Do I they, think do, they do. do because they at least attempt. To be honest, I've seen a lot of Ring of Honor promotion leading up to Final Battle. Now, obviously, that could be built towards trying to get a lot of eyes on Final Battle, but I've seen a lot of promotion for Ring of Honor, like they're going to be joining up with other avenues. I don't know if that's what. What, what does that mean? Well, I I don't know what it, why I keep seeing it, but it's like it's a commercial for Ring of Honor with like MMA and like a fight network or something. Hmm. I, I've seen it a couple times. I don't know remember what channel, but it's it almost seems like they already have something else in the works, but. I, I think it's a good launching point, at least, because like McCarthy said, and we said this whenever the, we did the show after they made that announcement, because you didn't get to be on that show. Mm-hmm. But him and I threw back on this, like, the biggest thing they need to do, number one, try to m- create as many bridges to other companies as possible. Because the biggest thing that we said was the absolute downfall of Ring of Honor over the last couple of years. I, I won't say it's completely what happened when it all out, the, the original. Um, Or was it all in? All in. All in. It was all the big lie. <laughs> but to, to me, it, 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 it's, it ended there, but it didn't start there for their downfall. The biggest thing for them is... Every bit of high-profile talent they had, they let walk out the door and could not or did not try to keep them. The, the thing they really need to work on is, A, building a relationship even stronger with NWA, which seems like they have. They just got to continue to build on it. Because if you can get some of that NWA talent on your programming, I think that's going to help. The other thing is, and it, you know, more or less seems like AEW's willing to work on it. They've got to, if they have any bad feelings towards Young Bucks and Cody and Kenny because of what happened with All In, they got to get over it. It's going to suck probably for them because they probably do feel a little bit slighted. They got to get over it though because they do have to have a working relationship with AEW. Because, honestly, that's where most of your old homegrown talent is at right now. And a lot of your high-profile names that you used to have are now in that company. We saw it with some of the uh, some of the uh, well wishes that they did, or like the promo packages that they did from a CM Punk, from a Brian Danielson, from an FTR, so on and so forth. If they can get that crop of talent to come back, 
in some capacity and get some more of those bigger names to come back, then it helps Ring of Honor because now you have recognition. They also got to get out of that time slot. They need a much better time slot because midnight on what, Saturday or Sunday? It's both. It's syndication. Does not work. It's great they're on syndication. They have got to find some way to get on a better time slot, though. And honestly, well, they are depending on where you you see them. It's different all over. Right. For us, it's like one thirty. Right. You know, it's like the old ECW days. If they, because we we talked about this couple, I think it was either last week or the week before that. Nothing's going on on Thursdays. Find some way to get on a good time slot on Thursdays. And then you might have a shot. Well, Impact's going on. I thought they were going on on Fridays. No, they're Thursdays. Oh. Well, shoot. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. I didn't. I forgot there was stuff on Thursdays. Oh, God. Any final thoughts before we move on to Raw, Mr. McCarthy? I don't think so. I, just, I think it's going to be hard for Ring of Honor to get a better time slot. Just because, I mean, Sinclair, as far as I know, I don't know if Sinclair is going to still own them when they come back or not. But you look at it, they're always on Saturdays. What goes on on Saturdays? I mean, for half the year, it's football. Then there's baseball. Then there's basketball. It has a lot to contend with that, yes, other wrestling promotions have to contend with as well. But Ring of Honor isn't as well known as everyone else. So it's harder to get eyeballs on it and convince the suits upstairs at these television companies that don't even know what pro wrestling is yep. to give it a better time slot. No doubt about it. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll keep you up to date if we hear anything and uh, we wish Raymond all the best. We, we want more companies in this business, not less. Uh, all right. Let's talk about Monday night raw before we get the hell out of here. Bobby Lashley's now going to be a part of the day one uh, main event. It's going to be a fatal four-way now. What are your thoughts, Mr. Napper? Because you appear to have some. I'm happy for Bobby. But why? Why? I'm getting like WWE 2000 vibes. Like we're just jumbling all this together. And... We're going to have a fatal four-way because we can have a fatal four-way. Why? Why are we doing this? We just randomly just insert Bobby in there. We had a good storyline. We did. Seth and Kevin and Biggie. And then we just smush Bobby right in the middle of it. Why? I'm all for having fatal four-ways. Nothing wrong with the fatal four-way. And they have time to make this make sense and build a good storyline around it. But why did we do this? Because the Almighty feels forgotten. Where? Too bad for him. And he went out and earned the opportunity. He did. Kinda, more or less. Um, it, to me, it just it, like we talked about earlier on in the show. It, just like the live or not live. Uh, Tony Storm and Charlotte feud. It feels kind of forced now. We're just forcing Bobby Lashley into this feud because we have 
four guys that are main event talent that, you know, we can utilize. So let's just all put them in a match together because we need to really make this day one pay-per-view really shine and stand out. But we don't really care about continuity and storyline, even though we had a pretty good story before. And let's just throw Bobby Lashley in there because he feels forgotten. What? Uh, I don't know. I, it'll still be a good match. Like it I is. What say, it is. makes it better match wise. It does. It, I mean, it, it, it does. Damn good. MVP can talk the legs off a table. The biggest thing is, you know, every time I think I know who's going to end up winning this battle, this match. Now I have no idea. So, any predictions? I want to save that for next week. Save it for next week. Yeah. What are your thoughts on now being a fatal four way, Mister McCarthy? I think they went through way too much rigmarole to make it a fatal four way. Like they really should have just made it a fatal four way when Bobby Lashley started getting involved, kind of like how they did with Kevin Owens. It's not like he really had to earn his way into the triple threat. He just kind of snuck his way in there. I would have rather seen Seth Rollins and Biggie at day one. And Adam Pierce put his damn foot down and say, you know what, you two? No. This isn't how we're going to play this game on my Raw, okay? You two wrestle each other at day one for the number one contendership. What happened to those types of matches? Because that's a really good undercard match for a chance at the championship. Mm -hmm. Kevin Owens and Bobby Lashley? Take that every time? There's really no reason to shove all four of these guys into one match. It's going to be sweet. Of course it is. They're four elite wrestlers. But there's so many more avenues we could have gone to make this last longer. It's fair. All right. Uh, The Miz Maurice and Edge mixed it up on that Miz TV before day one. Any thoughts on this? Is the rivalry getting better or worse to you, Napper? It's kind of getting better, actually. The Maurice thing. Yeah, Yeah, that's why. Because now I'm like, oh, damn. Because, like, pretty sure they're not in, like, actually having problems or, like, divorcing or anything. But it is still kind of like, oh, damn, she smacked the hell out of him. Mm -hmm. Something we'd never seen on WWE television before. Except, I think, before they got married. (laughs) Um, So I'm like, well, damn, but how, where do we go from here? Because now you just inserted a storyline inside of a storyline. So it, it does make it more interesting because now you're going, okay, well, we got this feud over here. What? How does this play out? And then I start wondering, okay, is this like one of those, like she's mad at him but not really mad at him and – she comes back and saves him in the match and whatever and so forth. And it comes into one of those storylines. So it just kind of gets the, uh, gets the creative juices flowing of what's, what's going to happen now. So I'm excited that that definitely added some flair to it. Any thoughts on it, McCarthy? So I, th- I think Travis, I think you're on the right track. I don't know if she's going to quite get involved, but this is like, seems like reverse mind games to me by Maurice. She's trying to change what the Miz is doing. She's starting to see that the Miz stick isn't going to work to get him to where he wants to be. Yeah, we all love the cowardly Miz. He's great at that role. 
but it's time for the Miz to show us that vitriol, that fire, or he doesn't stand a chance against it this version of edge he doesn't he needs to get fired up he needs to be pissed off and like legit pissed off not oh they didn't vote for me on dancing with the stars pissed off but damn my wife might leave me if i lose pissed off like like smacking talk miss yes that miss that's the miss we need yeah. to see now we've gotten enough of what he's really good at the the, the best way to describe him is the you know this this generation's hockey talk band but it's time to see the new Miz talking smack Daniel Bryan segment Miz on TV week in and week out. Losing Maurice be a hell of a motivator. Well, I don't think she's gonna. I don't think he's gonna lose Maurice. She's just dropping the seed. Right. Like I said, reverse mind games. She has. She's not really mad at him. That's why I said Travis was on the right track. But she's trying to flip that switch in his head. Yeah. Uh, that 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 slap definitely flipped some switches. Yeah. Well, I, I think that woman can can uh, certainly motivate, no doubt about it. So we'll see what happens. AJ Styles and Omos aren't giving up on each other. How about that? Bullshit. What are your thoughts? I I. I... I like to come to come together, kumbaya. I, I, I do. Top friends are. <laughs> I like that they're kind of making us work for it a little bit still. Yeah, salivate, damn it! Like as much as we all want to see it, and I know you definitely want to see them break up at some point, uh, sooner rather than later. It, Please, this is how wrestling is supposed to be done. One week you you tease it, all oh, right, they're breaking up. Next week they bring it out. It's how they usually do these storylines, so I'm not surprised. It, it makes that moment of when they finally do break apart all the sweeter. And it it really sets up for it to be AJ, too, which is, I think, what they want to go for. Is AJ just at some point getting sick of Omos and just chopping that tree down at some point? So I'm looking forward to that day. It's going to be interesting. Any thoughts, McCarthy? I like the slow burn. I like that because you're right. It it gives some realism because sometimes you have issues with your friends. Sometimes you got to work out those issues. Yeah. Over dinner. (laughs) It's going to be, make it that much more special when they do finally come to blows and break up this alliance that they have or have dinner or have dinner at a wing joint at a wing joint. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Mr. McMahon shows Austin Theory the most dangerous weapon in the world, and that specifically is the eraser on his pencil. He's such a smug, smug man who doesn't care about the lies he destroys. He said, I don't have any friends. I don't want any friends. I don't have, did you hear him go, I don't have any friends. I don't want any friends. We're not friends. You haven't impressed me. What do you think of Vince obviously playing to the uh, the IWC crowd that goes, he's releasing all these people, he's a no good son of a, and Vince is going, yes, yes I am. Thoughts, McCarthy? I'm not surprised. You don't want any friends. I don't. I don't. I don't blame him. I mean, why not? friends. Whether you know we're all right about him being dastardly and releasing people for no reason—that's besides the point. 
but why not play into it? It's it's something because Austin Theory might kind of needs something, and this might be it. Who knows? But I think it's funny how he said we're not friends. I don't have any friends. We don't want friends. Well, what is it? Do you not want friends? Because apparently if he impresses you, you might be friends, but you said you don't have any friends and you don't want any friends. I am confused. And he said you haven't impressed me. That's what I mean. Like if he impresses him, then are they friends? But he doesn't want friends. Oh, I, I, I can't wait for the let me tell you about my best friend vignettes. Let me tell you about my best friend. He's a, oh, On this yeah. week's episode of the Newly Bro Show. <laughs> but he, you know, he goes, the last thing you want me to do is use my eraser. Means you're done. Done. You're out. Finito. I don't know where this is going, but I love every bit of it. <laughs> I love every bit of it. Yes. I want Vince on TV five times a week. Uh-huh. He's just better than everybody else. Because he understands he's a He's 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 going in the back and looking at all the people in the back and he's going, just like me, you gotta do it. Better. Yeah, probably somebody went, well, if you think it's so easy these days, Vince, why don't you get back on TV? All right, pal. <laughs> okay. All right, pal. That's exactly what I'll do. You know what? Damn it. <laughs> All right. The only uh, issue with that argument is, you know, damn well, no one's writing lines for Vince McMahon. <laughs> he's not even writing lines. No, nope. that's what I'm saying. Like, but uh, everybody he's else going, that he's said that. He said jock itch last week. <laughs> you got the jock itch. <laughs> he's just winging it. He's like, who's going to yell at me about not being PG? It's my company. <laughs> All right, lastly for Raw, Gable Stevenson shook hands with Bobby Lashley. A nice little teaser here. Ooh. This was sexy. This was nice. Did you like this little tease? Yeah, it was nice. What'd you think of it? I thought it was good. I thought it was nice. What more do you want from me? How about you, McCarthy? We saw Gable Stevenson on Raw shake some hands with the Almighty. What do you think that's teasing us about? I think it's a teasing us with a short little alliance with him and MVP before the second Olympic gold medalist in WWE history runs roughshod on that roster. Runs wild on you. Stop. No, I said roughshod, <laughs> not wild, sir. Could, could I know? I just wanted to make Steve, his. I'm going to make him twitch. Could Steve Eveson uh, help Bobby Lashley regain the championship? I don't know, but I keep wanting to call him Stevenson. Me too. Um, all right. With that, it's top of the hour. We got to go. I want to remind you, I know the times are tough right now. A lot of uncertainty in the world today. But be the reason someone smiles today. Be kind to each other, please. I'm going to go watch NWA Power. Travis Napper, anything you want to add? Um, I was just going to kind of touch on like what you usually end the show on. Um, it's not wrestling related, but in football, they just, we just lost Demarius Thomas mm-hmm. at 33 years old. Make each moment of every day count. Um, do what makes you happy, especially these days. Um, even if it's not always the maybe financially right thing to do, 
do what makes you happy and do what you enjoy because you never know, never know when it could all be taken away. And that go, you know, talk to somebody, maybe hang out with somebody you don't normally hang out with, but each day try to find one thing that makes you happy because as we've found out recently with Demarius Thomas, it can go away like that. So I can't think of a more powerful note to end the show on. So with that, this has been to the turnbuckle presented by Bruiser Nation Productions right here on Hill Turn Wrestling. We'll see you next week for the final to the turnbuckle in the ring. Next week, boys and girls, we'll do a live.